Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, people of the Nerdic Pro Podcast. Welcome to um, episode and week 62 of Nerdic Pro Weekly. Um, the reason why um, this week's episode of Nerdic Pro Weekly is here on Anchor and Spotify um, is due to the unfortunate... Uh, news that the entire wrestling world um, is currently going through and that is um, the events that unfortunately took place uh, this past Tuesday and that was the unfortunate passing of uh, one half of both the Ring of Honor and House of Glory World Tag Team Champions one half of, in my opinion, the greatest tag team in the history of tag team pro wrestling, uh, one half of Dem Boys Ring of Honor Hall of Famers, um, the Briscoes um, of Jay Briscoe. Now, this podcast was recorded uh, before um, this past Tuesday. Uh, this was recorded before um, the passing of Jay Briscoe, um, and. Um, yeah, so the reason why this week's episode of uh, Nerdic Pro Weekly is here on Anchor and Spotify is because myself um, and the crew of the Nerdic Pro podcast, so uh, so myself, Bobby um, Salastar, um, Ben Taylor, Stuart Jones, uh, Tommy Rump and Richie Stoneham, uh, we're um, trying to come together for a podcast um, as a um form of like a memorial podcast um to um like in memory um of the late great legendary um tag team wrestler of Jay Briscoe. Um more details of that will come out on the Nerdic Pro Podcast Facebook page over the next couple of days. So um thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Um, and I hope that you enjoy. Thank you very much, and rest in peace, Mr. J. Briscoe. Alright, so what is up there, guys? My name is Bobby Salazar, and I'm your Nerdic Pro Podcast General Manager, and today I am here with another edition of the Nerdic Pro Podcast here on Anchor and Spotify Podcast. So, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in to the Nerdic Pro Podcast. Um, so, yeah, um, and today I'm here reacting to Major League Wrestling MLW Fusion on Thanksgiving of 2000. Excuse me. Of 2021. Um, so yeah, um, so I, I want to start doing these, uh, reaction podcasts here on Anchor and here on Spotify podcasts quite regularly. Um, uh, as you know, I am, so yeah, uh, you know, you know, um, because, you know, why not? Um, because it gives us something to do and it gives you guys, the viewers of the Nerdic Pro podcast, more content and more podcasts to actually watch and listen to. Um, so, yeah, and especially since I've only actually done one podcast here on Anchor and Spotify. 
Um, I think that it, that I might as well bring the Nerdic Pro podcast reaction series over here to Anchor and Spotify, where the podcasts here at Anchor and Spotify can only actually be audio podcasts uh, because due to legal copyright reasons, uh, I'm not actually able to film any footage of any of the shows that I react to. Well, 99.99% of the shows that I will actually end up reacting there, that I will actually end up be reacting to. And, um, yeah, that, this is due to legal copyright laws. Um, and even if they, even if certain shows are in on like, the public domain thing and, like, um, owners of the actual footage content don't actually mind if you recall the footage, right? It'll still be safer for my ass um, if I actually either like, record my face doing it or if I bring the, my reactions to said shows for a podcast here on Anchor and Spotify where podcasts on here can only be audio podcasts. Um, so, yeah, um... So today, obviously, as I've said, I am reacting to Major League Wrestling Fusion on Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, I'm going to start doing a couple of um, Major League Wrestling reaction podcasts here on um, Nerdic Pro Anchor and Nerdic Pro Spotify um, in the coming weeks and in the coming days. Um, today, I'm actually recording this podcast. I'm going to be recording four other podcasts. Uh, well, today I've obviously done the prelude, the Nerdic Pro prelude podcast. Um, I'm doing this edition of Major League Wrestling Fusion on Thanksgiving of 2021. And I'm also going to be reacting to four other shows of either Major League Wrestling or the National Wrestling Alliance or the NWA. Um... And yeah, so I'm going to be doing this and four other shows um, today, um, and I'm going to be spreading these podcasts out um, over the next couple of days. Um, and yeah, so to give you guys some more content to actually react to, I might add them all in on the um, Nerdic Pro page here on uh, Spotify and on Anchor, um, like at once, but you never know, like I might just... Um, say time and date of what I actually want them up. But anywho, um, today I'm obviously reacting to MLW Fusion um, on Thanksgiving of 2021. So without further ado, this is, I believe, a fatal five-way match for the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, uh, no, um, what was I saying? Yeah, for the Major League Wrestling um, National Heavyweight Championship. Um, and, yeah, so... Two seconds. Hang on. But, yeah, so I will be reacting to this podcast, uh, this show, right now. Um, and, yeah, so I believe this is a fatal five... Well, I believe this is a fatal five-way match for the MLW... Um, National Championship, um, and yeah, so, uh, what are the, well, like, I think I'm wrong, I think I'm right, I don't fucking know, but, no, this is the, some sort of cup, 
Either way, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion and the winner of the inaugural and only WWE Cruiserweight Classic Tournament of TJ Perkins is coming down to the ring. So yeah. So yeah, TJP has been making, since his WWE departure, he has been making a name for himself all over the place. He's um, a regular appearee on New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. He regularly, he's been regularly appearing for Impact Wrestling slash TNA, um, especially during the pandemic era, or the main part of the pandemic era. Um as well as wrestling for Major League Wrestling MLW. And I believe he also made like a couple of uh, sporadic appearances for Ring of Honor before they went into a temporary hiatus back in November. So, yeah. And the next wrestler is Calvin Tankman. I, I have heard of him. Versus Calvin Tankman. Yeah, this is a tournament match or something. So, yeah. I, I don't know what the winner of the tournament uh, would actually like achieve. But, um, yeah, so... So, yeah. TJP is playing the heel in this match, funnily enough. Excuse me. Apologies. So, yeah. Yeah, Major League Wrestling are an amazing wrestling company based over in America. They, funnily enough, got a show going on today, actually, um, in Charlotte of North Carolina, in in America, where they will be uh, having uh, former two-time WWE Cruiserweight Champion of Enzo Amore in a match. They will be featuring the like of um, WWE legend and by far one of the best technical wrestlers of all time of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, Alex Hammerstone will be defending his Major League Wrestling heavyweight title um, against um, former multi-time TNA and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion and former member of the Wolves, um, Davey Richards. Um, so, yeah. Also, they'll be featuring the likes of, I think, Tajiri will be back in the appearance because I know the next Friday on next Friday's edition of MLW Fusion, Tajiri will be defending the MLW um, World Middleweight Championship. Um, so, yeah, in a fatal five-way match. But yeah, this match, I was wrong, is a singles match between TJP or TJ Perkins versus Calvin Tadman in a um, some sort of tournament match. Um, and, yeah, so... So, yeah... 
KJP is an astonishing wrestler. Um, personally, I'd never actually heard of him until he ended up going to WWE back in 2016. Um, uh, when he competed and actually ended up winning the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, which took place over the summer of 2016. Um, so, yeah. Uh, these two had a um, kind of a dropkick from TJP. Um, Calvin Tankman quite literally has, um, like, well over, like, nearly 200 pounds on TJP. I probably want to say about 160 to 170. 160 to 170 pounds. And Tankman throwing TJP into one of the sets of turnbuckles. And yeah, so Calvin Tankman again, he's an amazing wrestler. So yeah, but going back to TJ Perkins, um, the first sort of time I actually I actually ended up seeing TJ Perkins was when he was in WWE competing in the inaugural and first ever and only WWE Cruiserweight Classic tournament, um, which he deserved to actually end up winning. To actually end up winning, and um, yeah, so. So, yeah. And I thought that in his reign of the Cruiserweight Championship, excuse me, especially up until his release from WWE, um, I thought that he was an amazing wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And uh, Tankman now being put into one of these sets of turnbuckles, being bitch slapped by TJ Perkins, and another slap. Uh, another chop from TJP to Calvin Tankman. Calvin Tankman now, uh, nope. TJP now with a headlock onto Calvin Tankman. So yeah, trying to roll Tankman over, but uh, Tankman picks TJ Perkins up. But TJP manages to reverse and put him back into a headlock. And he's now going for a running Bodog, and he now manages to flip him over. So, yeah. Yeah, Tankman definitely the stronger out of the two. But they're now both on the mat. Uh, TJP still with the headlock um, sleeper hold on um, Calvin Tankman. Um, so, yeah. Tankman, Tankman now trying to get up. Uh, is he now going to try push uh, TJP onto one of the centre ropes? Yeah, pushes him. Uh, TJP trying to shoulder barge Tankman down, but fails. As uh, Tankman just, as Calvin Tankman just stands there, and again tries going in for another shoulder barge on Calvin Tankman. TJP tries going in for another shoulder barge on Calvin Tankman, but Tankman just stands there like a brick fucking wall. And um, TJP tries to smack. Tankman around the face, and he's kind of sort of realised that, that was a bit of a mistake. And another attempted shoulder barge, but um, now we're trying to run in for a clothesline. Uh, TJP now runs out of the ring. Uh, is he now going to try and walk off and walk away? I think TJP is now trying to walk away. Uh, 
Um, Team JP is still outside the ring. I've got a bottle of water. He's still being counted out. Uh, the referee counted. But yeah, uh, Major League Wrestling, MLW are an amazing company. They've put on some amazing shows, especially Fusion episodes. They put on some amazing matches on Fusion, do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like some of the tag team matches are fucking epic, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm now starting to watch Fusion every Friday, um, every Friday, and yeah, so, so yeah. Um... Because, you know, because like, I have a college on Fridays and, like, when I get home, like, from now, like, when I get home, like, I'm now starting to watch Fusion. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, Tangman now with TJP in the corner, smacking him and literally picking TJP up and throwing him like he's fucking nutting. And, yeah, so definitely not as far and as high as Keith Lee through Isaiah Katami in the face of the Revolution Ladder Match qualifier on Dynamite a um, couple of weeks back. So, yeah. Um, Tankman now being thrown out of the ring by TJ Perkins. Uh, Calvin Tankman now grabbing the feet of TJP, bringing him outside of the ring and throwing him onto one of the guardrails, separating the fans from the actual wrestling ring. He's now trying to get the crowd going. And he's now running. And he tries to jump up the ring, but TJP moves. Judging by the looks things, he's now gone underneath the ring. TJP's now gone underneath the ring. I don't know, but that would have been epic if um, Tankman would have actually managed to like jump out the ring. Onto um, TJP. Alex Cade is now on the uh, ramp. Excuse me. Tangman now just found um, TJP and TJP spits a miss into Tangman's face whilst the referee was looking at Alex Cade on the ramp. And TJP frog splashes um, Tangman, Calvin Tangman. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so... Yeah, tonight on February 26th, 2022, on the day I'm actually recording this podcast... Major League Wrestling are doing a super fight um, show with the likes of um, Enzo Amore. Um, I know that um, Rick and the Dragon Steamboat's making an appearance. And um, former NXT champion, formerly known as Karrion Cross, now returning to MLW um, as Killer Cross, will be making his return to MLW. And yeah, so. So. 
Yeah, the five-way match I was on about earlier. That is the main event as a five-way ladder match for the Nash for the Major League Wrestling MLW uh, National Openweight Championship. And so yeah. Yeah, the winner. So this, what is this tournament actually called, anyways? Um, but either way, the winner of this match will be going on to face uh, Davy Richards, presumably on the edition after this edition of Fusion, of MLW Fusion. Uh, and um, he picks TJP up for a suplex. TJP tried to like reverse. And he's now got um, Calvin Tankman in an octopus. Um, position of a submission is um, Calvin Tankman going to tap out. Alex Kane is looking on as he stands outside the ring, eyeballing Calvin Tankman. TJP now trying to distract the ref. Alex Kane now coming down to Calvin Tankman. And Calvin Tankman now pushing away Alex Kane and now being bitched up by Alex Kane and his special enforcer. Yeah, Alex Kane and his mystery enforcer security guard bouncer bike quite literally beating the shit out of Calvin Tagwood on the outside. So, yeah. So, the Amber Cup uh, tournament, it's called. So, yeah. TJP now got Calvin Tankman sat down in one of the um, set turnbuckles um, on the bottom rope and on the bottom turnbuckle. Calvin Tankman gets up and now shoulder barges TJP, literally turning TJ Perkins or TJP inside mother effing out. Jesus Christ. One of the commentators literally calling Tankman a one-man rampage. TJP literally now putting him out of the way. And Calvin uh, Tankman now picks him up. Boots him on his knee. Um, and they literally clothesline the living shit out of TJ Perkins. Goes in for the pin, but TJP kicks out at two. Hey, Zeus. Uh, Calvin Tankman now trying to get the crowd behind him. <sighs> He's now going to try getting for a Calvin, for a Tankman driver. Oh, but uh, TJP reverses and gives Tankman a super kick. And now um, slapping him in the midsection. Oh, and a pop-up uppercut. Um, 
Chapman throws TJP in the air, and as TJP comes back down, he upper Calvin Tankman then uppercuts TJ Perkins of TJP. I know now TJP rolls Tankman up for a pin two, and Calvin Tankman kicks out at two. And now a running bulldog from uh, TJP to Calvin Tankman. TJP now going up to the top rope of one of the um, set turnbuckles. Tangman now back up on his feet and whacks TJP around the face. TJP still up, sitting on the top turnbuckle. Calvin Tangman now climbing his way up. Oh, you got to see a superplex off of the top rope. TJP trying his best to reverse it. Oh, and he headbutts Calvin Tankman. Is he now going to go in for a diving cross body? And then something diving cross body from TJP. But Tankman picks him. Uh, uh, Tankman manages to catch him. Um, TJP trying to hang on to the middle rope. Pulls off the middle turnbuckle. And he manages to let go. Alex Kalin's enforcer are in the ring. The referee still being distracted by TJP. Because the um, turnbuckle has, has been ripped off. Fuck me. Calvin Tankman now down after an interference from Alex Kane. And TJP up to the top rope. And a frog splash. One, two, three. And TJP beats Calvin Tankman to advance to the finals of the Alpha Cup tournament. Um, to face... The legendary tag team wrestler of Davy Richards in the finals of this tournament. Yeah, this match, fairly decent match. But if you are new to the Nerding Pro podcast, then I personally rate matches out of seven stars. Why seven? I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, so I rate matches out of seven stars. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think this match, I'm going to say, deserves a very solid. 4.6 out of 7 stars. Out of 7 stars. Oh, the Opera Cup. No, the Opera Cup. It's opera as in... So, yeah. But yeah, um, R8 matches out of seven. Excuse me. And at the end of the show, towards the um, actually towards the end of the actual podcast, um, I then uh, say the total ratings. I, I say what all the um, star ratings have actually accumulated to, and the percentage 
of the um, uh, and the percentage of uh, the, so and uh, so basically I say how many stars the actual show could have been. Just say if there's like six matches, seven stars each. That's what forty two. Uh, potential stars, I'll then probably rate it, I don't know, 30, and then give the percentage of whatever 30 is out of 42, um, etc. And then, yeah, so... So, yeah, and then... Um, I'll then uh, rate the average... I'll then say the average rating. Um, so, 30 out of 42, that would be whatever the fuck it actually is. Um, and, yeah, so... So yeah, former WWE Cruiserweight Classic Superstar Ho Ho Hulu. At the time of this episode of Fusion, former WWE Cruiserweight Classic Superstar, uh, Cruiserweight Superstar Ho Ho Loon, um, is coming to Major League Wrestling of MLW. So yeah. So from today, I'm going to regularly be um, like reacting and rating MLW shows, um, as well as other shows, don't get me wrong. Um, so yeah. It's not just going to be of um, MLW. I'm not just going to be rating MLW shows. I'm going to be rating shows like um, uh, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, or I don't fucking know. Um, shows of WWE or shows of AEW or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or Ring of Honor or fuck knows what else. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And then, um, obviously, rate shows that are... Um, on YouTube, because there's so many shows on YouTube now, um, that I can thankfully actually, um, react to for free, uh, so yeah, but don't get me wrong, I'm going to be doing, um, reactions to pay-per-views from the WWE Network, like, I don't know, Vengeance of 2009, that's a podcast I've got, um, planned that's actually coming up, um, in the next couple of weeks, um, uh, in the next couple of days, um, sorry, um, uh, what else? WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 3 are coming up in the next couple of days. Um, and a few um, other pay-per-views from WWE and a few other pay-per-views from um, AEW and some specific um, shows of Dynamite and Rampage as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll be reacting to certain... Um, episodes of uh, Dynamite Rampage, and um, yeah, so that's all to come in the next few days, so to actually give you guys some content um, here on the Nerdic Pro Podcast, um, Anchor, and Spotify pages, um, so yeah, if you are new around here, and if you have made it to this 28 um, and a half minute mark, um, the Nerdic Pro Podcast is a podcast based, um, primarily based over on Facebook, on facebook.com forward slash Nerdic Pro. That is N-E-R-D-I-C-P-R-O. If you wouldn't actually mind giving the Nerdic Pro Podcast a follow, that would be very much appreciated. The Nerdic Pro Podcast also has a Patreon page um, uh, on, obviously, Patreon. Um, on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pro again of uh, N-E-R-D-I-C-P-R-O. If you, if you wouldn't actually mind going over to donate whatever you actually can to the Pro podcast, um, then that will be very much appreciated. This is due to the fact on how in the coming weeks um, I'll be welcoming um, some like 
crew members onto the podcast, um, and it will help actually, and it would help actually uh, me pay them to actually then appear on the podcast as regular crew members and regular podcasters here on the Nerdic Pro podcast. So yeah, um, also every Wednesday evening, well. This coming Wednesday will be the last Wednesday evening I actually do an episode of Nerdic Pro Weekly. I do an episode, I do a weekly episodic podcast uh, that's moving to Monday nights, uh, known as Nerdic Pro Weekly. Um, this is where I review and uh, predict um, upcoming shows and previous shows that had actually happened in the last um, seven days, as well as talk about some just like overall news as well that's been going on in the world of professional wrestling. As well, um, I'm going to be doing a separate miniature podcast um, today as well, talking about uh, the departure of WWE superstar of Cesaro. Um, And yeah, so anyways, on to the next match of MLW Fusion um, on uh, the 2021 um, Thanksgiving. this next show is a match featuring Niles Garvin, a wrestler who I have actually heard of as well, uh, a wrestler who I have heard of, through MLW, uh, through Major League Wrestling of MLW. So Niles Garvin, uh, presumably he's in a singles bout. Um, and yeah, so Niles Garvin playing a um, the heel uh, in this match. So, yeah. Let's find out who his opponent actually is. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Hang on. Oh, what the fuck's happening here? What's going on? Here is now Scarlet's opponent. Oh, but heavy, okay. Right. So now it's going to be versus Bud Heavy. Uh, so yeah, um, Niles Garvin versus Bud Heavy uh, is now uh, taking place. Uh, I just had to rewind when to see like who. Niles Garvin's opponent um, opponent actually was. So yeah, now I'm gonna like fast forward again a tiny bit. And Niles Garvin going straight for um, Bud Heavy. And yeah, so two heavyweights in the MLW heavyweight division. So yeah, Niles no Bud Heavy's now on the middle rope. Oh, and fucking Niles Garvin pretty much jumps on uh, Bud Heavy. Whilst he is, uh, whilst he's been put on the middle rope, and a sideward suplex 
from Bud Heavy, from Niles Garvin to Bud Heavy, and Niles Garvin beats Bud Heavy. That was fairly all right. I want to rate this match a fucking two out of seven, as it's eventually finished already. So yeah, um, someone's Facebook me. What do you want? I am. But yeah, um, Niles Garvin picks up the victory against um, Bud Heavy with a match star rating of two from myself. So yeah. Out of, so yeah, with a match rating of 2 out of 7 from myself. Um, as there was literally only like a handful of moves actually taking place in this match. So yeah. So, yeah, um, hang on. Now, demanding that the uh, interviewer lady gets him a pint of cause. What is he going to say here? basically saying for MLW management to send him opponents he doesn't actually care who it is he's now in MLW and he's going to chew everyone up eat them for breakfast lunch and dinner every single time and then spit them straight back out so yeah now moving on to the next match but yeah, for those of you who are, who are actually new to the Learning Pro Podcast, I don't actually rate segments um, on shows. Um, I don't know. I don't actually know why I don't. I just don't, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I only actually tend to focus on the matches. And this is match number three and the main event of the evening, which is a fatal five-way match for the Major League Wrestling MLW World... Wait, what championship is it? National Overweight Championship. So, MOW National Openweight Openweight Championship. So, Alex Shelley. 
Yeah, Alex Shelley. Um, uh, I believe actually spent a bit of time in TNA as well as Major League Wrestling of MLW. But yeah, Alex Shelley is a very, very good wrestler. I, I, I've seen a few matches of his. Unfortunately, not actually live. But yeah, so this is Alex Kane. Excuse me. Alex Kane was on the this episode of Fusion earlier on when he had interfered in the TJ Perkins versus um, Calvin Tankman match. So yeah, uh, resulting in TJ Perkins to actually advance into the finals of the MLW Opera Cup tournament. So yeah. Alex Kane going by the nickname of the um, Suplex Assassin. And at the time, he was undefeated in Major League Wrestling competition. I'm not sure whether or not he actually still is today. But yeah, so... Yeah, the next wrestler is Zenshi. Truthfully, I've never actually heard of... Um, Zenshi, so I can't exactly really um, comment on him. It says that he fights out of uh, Santiago in Chile. Yeah, Alex Kane kind of looks like what's-his-face. He was the tag team partner with Hulk Hogan uh, on WrestleMania 1. Um, I can't actually remember his name now, but the bloke who was the tag team partner is uh, Hulk Hogan. From WrestleMania one back in nineteen eighty nine. So yeah. So the next competitor is Myron Reed. He's a two time MLW World Middleweight Champion. So yeah. Myron. Reed. So yeah, uh, the commentators are saying that he has got the longest accumulative days as Major League Wrestling um, World Middle of the Major League Wrestling World Middleweight Championship of 574 days um, as a cumulative time in his two reigns of the Major League Wrestling World Middleweight Championship. So there's going to be one more entry to this match, which is going to be a mystery wild card. ACH! Fucking hell, ACH! Fucking hell. Uh, made his debut in MLW back in 2018, but fucking hell. 
ACH I have heard of. I swear he spent a bit of time in Ring of Honor as well. Um, as well as competing in Major League Wrestling of MLW. So, yeah. So this is now the one, two, three, four, five man ladder match for the Major League Wrestling MLW um, National Openweight Championship. So yeah, this match will be rated out of seven stars as well. So can it actually be rated the full seven stars or would it be rated less as an average match a very good match but not quite seven stars for a full rating or would it only be rated as a shit match oh and Alex came with a double suplex on ACH and um, Zenchi Alex Kane definitely a powerhouse type of wrestler and his bodyguard um, had still actually yet to be introduced at this point. Um, and yeah, so his bodyguard now giving um, Alex Kane a, um, a ladder to actually try and climb up. But um, ACH is now back up to actually try and beat him down. So yeah, oh no. And now Alex Shelley is now... Um, Pulling uh, uh, Alex Kane out of the ring. ACH now going up top, but lands on Alex Shelley as Alex Kane moves out of the way. And Alex Kane throws ACH into the guardrails in between the fans and the um, actual wrestling ring. But yeah, hopefully we can actually see this match being a pretty decent match. As me personally, I am actually a very, very big fan of ladder matches. Do you know what I mean? I very, very rarely rate ladder matches um, like as a low-rated match. Um, but yeah, like my favorite ladder match. I don't actually have a favorite ladder match, um, but um, I do have contenders of the of like the fate of like my favorite ladder match. If you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah. So Alex Kane now going underneath the ring, bringing another ladder into the mix. But Zenshi and who is that? Some other bike um, kicking the um, uh, ladder that Alex um, Kane had just put off the apron into Alex Kane. And uh, Zenshi trying to go for who's that? Um, Myron Reed. So Myron Reed and Zenshi now going one on one in the ring. So yeah. So yeah, Myron Reed now the ladder in uh, in the middle of the ring, now going up. But Zenshi manages to catch him on the uh, bottom uh, step, putting him away. So yeah, now Zenshi at the top of the ladder, trying to retrieve the uh, MLW World. Uh, the National Openweight Championship and Zenshi um, uh, balancing on the top rope 
Uh, Myron Reed now going outside the ring, but fucking hell. ACH and who the fuck is that? Some bloke. Uh, so yeah, now slatting um, Thingamajiggy with a ladder. Zenshi now jumps out of the ring and moves. Alex Shelley now being thrown into one of the guardrails by um, ACH. ACH now setting a ladder up in the middle of the ring and trying to beat down Alex Shelley. So ACH now climbing the ladder to try and retrieve the National Overweight Championship, but Alex Shelley um, pulling him, uh, pulling uh, Alex Shelley, that's pulling ACH through the inside of the ladder. And now uh, dropping uh, himself onto um, um, ACH. So, yeah. So far, this match has actually been a pretty fast paced match. Oh, and Alex K now uh, with, um, uh, with Alex Shelley on his shoulders with a back suplex to Alex Shelley from Alex K. And um, ACH with a forearm to Alex Kane. And now using the um, ladder that's already in the ring to put away um, uh, Alex Kane. And with a running bodog from ACH to, um, no, a tornado DDT even, um, from the turnbuckles to Alex Kane from ACH. Um, Alex, ACH now resetting up the ladder to put into the middle of the, of the ring to actually try and retrieve the MLW National um, Overweight Championship. Myron Reed now up trying to um, take uh, ACH down, but uh, ACH manages to kick away uh, Myron Reed and then face plants Myron Reed into the ladder. ACH goes back up. Myron Reed now back in the uh, ring. So, yeah. And a cutter from... Oh, wait, I don't actually that bit. Um... Um, and a cutter from Myron Reed to uh, ACH. Zenshi now trying to get in the ring, was holding a ladder, had his hand underneath the uh, ladder, and Myron Reed then jumps on the ladder with uh, Zenshi's hand underneath the ladder. So, yeah. And fucking Alex Shirley, they're back in the ring. And giving Myron Reed a face plant onto the ladder. So, yeah. Yeah, MLW have produced some of the best independent wrestling promotion. Has produced some of the best independent wrestling um, matches. And some of the best independent wrestling um, wrestlers um, of all time. Alex Taylor back in the ring whilst Alex Shelley was trying to climb. And he's now got uh, Myron Reed and uh, Alex Shelley over a trunk slam. They both managed to reverse. They both now um, forearming him away. Uh, Myron Reed with a cutter to fucking um, Alex Kane. Alex uh, Shelley puts a ladder on the floor. Myron Reed um, uh, cutters Alex Kane, but he lands himself onto the ladder. 
and Zenshin now back in the ring. Alex Shelley now back in the ring while Zenshin is now climbing the ladder to try and retrieve the National Overweight Championship. Uh, Zenshin literally now face parting the uh, one of the steps of the ladder, um, courtesy of um, Alex Shelley. So yeah. But yeah, and now literally sandwiching, uh, actually he's now literally sandwiching Zenshi in the ladder, jumping, um, balancing it onto the fucking ropes, sandwiching him in between the steps of the ladder, and then literally now jumping on Zenshi whilst he's being sandwiched inside the ladder. Fucking hell. That ladder is now fucked. So yeah. Thankfully for Shelly, there's another ladder in the ring. Is he going to go for that or is he going to try and beat down Zenshi a tiny bit more? Oh, Zenshi now back up. And now pushing the ladder into the midsection of Alex Shelly into one of the set turnbuckles. And Alex Kane now back up. Oh, and fucking German suplexing Zenshi off of a ladder. That, that had been set up on Alex Shelley's midsection. Ah, oh, fuck it out. And uh, Alex Kane now with ACH and then suplexed him onto the ladder that had been set up on the on one of the middle turnbuckles. Mara and Reed are back in the mix. Alex Kelly, uh, Alex Kane with a German suplex, but Mara and Reed lands on his feet. Um, and Mara Ring now throws Alex Kane outside the ring. And a leg drop uh, from Mara Ring to Alex Kane. Uh, and Mara Ring jumps outside the ring onto the big man of Alex Kane. Uh, so can Alex can no not fucking Alex Kane can Marin Reed manage to climb the ladder to retrieve the Major League Wrestling National Openweight Championship? But now ACH is now back in the ring with another ladder. Zenshi's now back in the ring. Alex Kelly's now back. Um, he's now back in the ring. All four men are, are climbing up either ladder that have been set up in the middle of the ring. Zenshi is on one ladder with Marin Reed, whereas uh, Alex Kelly. And ACH are on the other. Um, each of the four men are battling out with, with each other. Alex Kelly and ACH have just dropped off their ladder, where it's just left with either Zenshi or Myron Reed. Oh, fucking hell. And a Hurricanrana from Zenshi to Myron Reed off of the top of the ladder. A head scissors, fucking Hurricanrana, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And Alex um, Kelly's now back up. Alex Shelley's now back up. But Alex Kane's now back in the ring. Literally strangulating Alex um, Shelley. Throwing him outside the ring. And now Alex Kane's now at the top of the uh, ladder. And Alex Kane retrieves. And Alex Kane successfully retrieves the Major League Wrestling National Openweight Championship. In that great fatal five-way ladder match. 
I'm Mark Kipkoff. And Alex Kane has won the uh, National Overweight Championship, but here comes Calvin Tankman. Here comes Calvin Tankman, but he's being held back by security and uh, referee officials. There's about 10 people trying to hold Calvin Tankman back. Yeah, Alex Kane is the reason why TJ Perkins had actually beaten Calvin Tankman in the match um, earlier on in the Opera Cup and why Calvin Tankman's no longer actually in the Major League Wrestling Cal and Opera Cup anymore and why TJP had actually advanced to the finals to face any um, what's-his-face. So, yeah. Yeah, Alex Kane is the new Major League Wrestling National Openweight Champion. This was obviously going back to um, November of last year. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm rating this match a very, very good, solid 6.25 stars. Out of seven. Uh, so six and a quarter stars out of seven. That was an incredible show of Major League Wrestling Fusion. Goes without saying. So, yeah, I've literally only got a few minutes left before I actually have to end this edition of the podcast. So, um, so yeah. Um, the total ratings for the show add up to 4.6. So I'm rating the TJ Perkins versus Calvin Tankman match. In the semi-finals of the Opera Cup, 4.6 out of 7. The Niles Garvin versus Bird Heavy match, I rated that 2 out of 7. Um, and the Major League Wrestling National Openweight Championship ladder match between Alex Shelley versus Alex Kane versus Zenchi versus Myron Reed versus ACH, I rated that a 6 and a quarter out of 7 stars. Giving it a total official rate, giving this show a total official rating of 12 Point eight five stars, twelve point eight five stars, with a potential of twenty one stars. So Alexa, what percentage of twenty one is twelve point eight five? Twelve point eight five is sixty one point one nine percent of twenty one. I don't quite get that. Alexa, what percentage of twenty one is twelve point eight five? 12.85 is 61.19% of 21. So 61.19% um, ratings. So, yeah. So the entire show managed to get an, um, a total percentage rating of 61.19% of the uh, 21 stars. Uh, so 12.85 is, in fact, 61.19% of 21 stars so 12.85 divided by 3 is 4.28 stars so yeah 4.28 stars out of 7 that again is 61.19% of 7 so yeah go check out so I'm going to end this podcast here 
Um, and thank each and every single one of you for actually listening to this podcast and the second podcast here on Anchor and Spotify podcasts of the Nerdic Pro podcast. I will be pre-recording quite a few podcasts today to, to actually pre-put up onto Anchor and Spotify. Um, and yeah, these will be happening. I'll be pre-recording most weekends um, to then put up, uh, to then uh, pre-upload um, to Anchor and Spotify over the coming days. They're mainly going to be reaction podcasts as well as some fantasy booking um, as well on, on how I think certain companies should have booked this pay-per-view, should have booked that pay-per-view, should have booked this feud, should have booked that feud, should have booked this storyline, or should have booked that storyline. Um, and other bits of fantasy booking as well. So thank you very much to each and every single one of you for listening to this podcast. Um, and don't forget to check out the Nerdic Pro podcast over on Facebook. Um, if you wouldn't mind um, going over to um, give us a like and a follow, that would be very much appreciated. If you wouldn't also mind as well to go and donate to the Nerdic Pro podcast Patreon page on patreon.com forward slash Nerdic Pro. You can also go and find the Nerdic Pro Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash Nerdic Pro. That is N E R D I C P R O. Thank you very much, guys. I hope you all stay safe and take care. I have been Bobby Salazar, and I've been your Nerdic Pro Podcast General Manager. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Take care. See you all later. Goodbye. Right, so what is up there, guys and peoples, guys and gals, etc., etc., etc.? How are we all? Um, my name is Bobby Salazar, and I am um, your Nerdic, one of your Nerdic Pro Podcast hosts. One of the two Nerdic Pro Podcast hosts uh, of here on Anchor, Spotify, um, as well as over on Facebook. Um, and yeah, so today uh, is the Kickstarter to um, the second extravaganza um, of podcasts uh, in the Nerdic Pro Podcast history. Um, which um, we are calling 13 in 6, which, uh, for those of you who are unaware, uh, between today and Tuesday the 5th of April, um, there are going to be 13 podcasts um, in, in these just short six days um of uh here on anchor and spotify podcasts as well as over on facebook um so yeah because this week in wrestling this week and next week are two of the busiest weeks in wrestling in fucking ages right um because over this 13, well, over this six-day extravaganza and over these thir- next 13 podcasts, where myself and Connor will be predicting shows like NXT Stand and Deliver, um, excuse me, uh, Ring of Honor's uh, Return from Hiatus um, show, predicting that, reviewing that show uh, of Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Predicting uh, night one and night two of WrestleMania. Um, uh, fucking reviewing, like reacting 
uh, tonight one and night two of WrestleMania, as well as giving a review uh, in podcast form of night one and night two of WrestleMania 38. Um, uh, and yeah, speaking about the Raw after Mania uh, this coming Tuesday, Nerdic Pro Weekly, the Fantasy Booking Series tomorrow as well. Today, which is episode four of the Wrestling News Series. There's a lot to talk about. Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about um, in these 13 podcasts coming up over the next six days. Um, and trust me, you guys are not going to want to miss it. For those of you who are tuning in to the, to the Nerdic Pro podcast for the first time, um, you can, um, if you wouldn't mind heading over to the Nerdic Pro podcast's um, homepage, um, like home uh, podcasting page of Facebook, um, on facebook.com forward slash Nerdic Pro. You can watch the, I believe, at the minute, 59 podcasts. Um, I think there are uh, up on Facebook. Um, and uh, as well as, uh, is it, uh, as well, if this is the first podcast of the Nerdic Pro podcast you are in fact listening to, then if you wouldn't mind uh, listening to one of the many podcasts um, here on Spotify and Anchor, um, as well as listening to the, I believe there are 59 podcasts uh, on Facebook as well, then that'll be very, very much appreciated. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, also we've got the 20th episode and the five-month anniversary um, of um, the Nerdic Pro Weekly coming up this Monday night. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be a fucking really busy um, next six days. We've got the Fantasy Booking Series coming to light tomorrow night. Um, uh, coming live tomorrow night. Today is obviously episode four of the Wrestling News series. Um, we've got NXT. We've got the NXT Stand and Deliver um, uh, predictions podcast. We've got another episode of uh, the Wrestling News series coming up, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, well, no, there's going to be one tomorrow and one on Saturday as well uh, during the day on Saturday. And then a live reaction of WrestleMania um, on both Saturday and Sunday. So it's going to be a stacked next couple of days for content, for podcasts, for you guys to listen to. Myself and Connor um, are going to be fucking knackered, uh, <laughs> to tell the truth, uh, come the end of it. But, you know, um, myself and Connor are both fucking massive wrestling fans. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, well, we're more than happy to fucking, uh, do all these podcasts, um, for your guys' entertainment. Um, so yeah, anyways, um, so today is episode number four of the Wrestling News series, which is the spin-off series of Nerdic Pro Weekly, um... And as I said, there's if we were doing this episode uh this coming Wednesday um or 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 next Thursday, then there would be a lot more to talk about, right? Um as there would probably be debuts and returns and ring of honor 
Um, NXT, uh, the SmackDown before Mania, Raw after Mania, Mania itself, uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, the fucking Hall of Fame, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm speaking about stuff that's happened then, but um, today uh, I am going to be talking about stuff that's been happening over the past seven days in professional wrestling. Um, starting off um, with uh, last night's uh, edition of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, where the bunny, well, the kickstart to the AEW Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Uh, Owen Hart was obviously a massive name in the at the time WWF. Um, he unfortunately had a uh, massive accident in the ring, which uh, caused them to headbutt um, the um, uh, one of the ring posts from being lifted down into the ring, um, and unfortunately, tragically, lost his life due to that. Um, obviously, never actually appeared in AEW. Um, however, the likes of Bret Hart have, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, AEW have started up this new tournament, which will be taking place, um, with the men as well as the women, uh, on the AEW roster, and, um, yeah, so the opening match and the opening rounds of the Owen Hart, um, Foundation tournament, excuse me, was the bunny to take on a mystery opponent and another signee to all elite wrestling of AEW. Now, me personally, I hadn't uh, actually seen um, anything uh, of like any rumors or anything uh, to see who. Uh, the potential people actually were, um, and the person who it actually was, was a former WWE, uh, NXT, uh, was she a former NXT UK Women's Champion? Yeah, she's a former NXT UK Women's Champion, um, as well as a former Progress Wrestling, uh, Women's Champion as well, um, of, uh, the woman from Australia, um, of Tony Fountain Storm. Now, Tony Storm is a woman who I've been watching uh, in wrestling for about six years now. Right, I remember seeing her in companies like Stardom, right, over in Japan, as well as over in Progress. I think she was even the first ever um, Progress Wrestling Women's Champion as well. Um, so that in itself is a fucking honour as well. I mean, Progress Wrestling are one of the biggest um, wrestling promotions over here based in the UK, uh, over here in the UK, um, and uh, Stardom uh, Wrestling are an all-women's uh, based promotion over in Japan. Um, I'm on a couple of um, uh, fan groups on Facebook uh, of Stardom as well. Kari Sane's just recently returned there. It's where um, Oscar uh, made a name as well. And, um, yeah, so 
So, yeah, uh, I've been watching Tony Storm for quite a while. Obviously, she was in WWE and then literally begged for a release. Um, that ended up getting granted. Um, and then, well, I think it was a bit of 50-50. She begged for her, It was either she begged for her release or her release literally came out of the blue. Because um, before she had actually left WWE, she was in a bit of a miniature feud with the um, SmackDown Women's Champion of Charlotte Flair um, over the SmackDown Women's title. And um, obviously never actually ended up uh, winning the SmackDown Women's title. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, Tony Storm uh, was the mystery opponent for the, um, for the uh, AFO's uh, Andrade Family Office's uh, bunny. Um, and, um, yeah, so, up until she'd actually, like, um, uh, appeared, like, uh, Tony Stallman actually appeared, uh, in AEW to take on the bunny, I never actually, I never actually, I, I hadn't seen any, uh, rumours or any potentials or possibilities, um, uh, for who... The buddy could have actually been facing in that match for this past Wednesday on Dynamite uh, in the Owen Hart um, Tribute Foundation tournament. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't think about Tony Storm. I completely forgot she even existed, uh, to, to tell you the truth. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I think that Tony Storm was a very, very good choice and a very good option she's going to bring a lot to the table uh in AEW do you know what I mean um and uh yeah I think she is a very very talented wrestler and a very very good wrestler at that she knows how to work matches she knows how to compete in matches properly um as I said she knows how to work a match properly and um, and she knows how to get the crowd going. She knows how to tell a story. She knows how to keep storylines going. She knows how to keep um, storylines alive as well. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think that this is another uh, one of WWE's losses and uh, another one of AEW's gains. Do you know what I mean? And another one of um, AEW's gains. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, so... What I was kind of expecting from Tony Storm, uh, from Tony Storm, when she'd actually left the, the uh, sorry, when she'd actually left the WWE um, a uh, few months back, um, was either to return here to the UK, return to I don't know Progress, uh, probably head out to ICW. Uh, or go over to ATT in Ireland, um, or probably work Ring of Honor um, or TNA or Impact, right? Um, I didn't think about Tony Storm becoming an AEW superstar in the slightest, right? But now, after viewing her match against the Bunny, Tony Storm had actually gone over against the Bunny. She ended up coming out victorious, ended up beating the bunny and winning against the bunny, um, and to advance in the Owen Hart um, Tribute Foundation tournament or whatever it's called. 
right? And personally, I think that both, not just Tony Storm, but I think the Bunny as well put on an incredible match. Do you know what I mean? It was the only women's match on that card, right? Excuse me. It was the only women's match on this episode of Dynamite, on this week's episode of Dynamite, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And for the only women's match on the card, it was a very, very good match. Do you know what I mean? I don't really speak about women's wrestling um, on the Nerdic Pro podcast. Um, but honestly, I thought highly of this match. Um, and uh, for those of you who, who haven't actually seen the match already, I would very much recommend you um, go and see it. The Bunny, again, she's someone who I've been following for quite a while, going back to when she was in TNA, um, about five, six, um, going back to when she debuted about six years back, probably probably seven years back, uh, when she debuted as Ali uh, in the uh, in TNA. She debuted in, in AEW as Ali, um, and then got caught in with the Butcher and the Blade, and ended up getting called the Bunny. But uh, Ali, I've always thought that she's been a very, very fantastic wrestler, right? I, I can't deny that fact, um, or uh, that honor being called a fantastic wrestler. But um, I think that this match against Tony Storm literally only polarized um, their like her momentum to actually become a top star on the AEW women's roster. Do you know what I mean? And I know that I don't really speak about women's wrestling much on AEW and on fucking AEW uh, on the Nerdic Pro podcast, but this match was very like I ain't saying that women's wrestling is shit. Right, I ain't saying that in the slightest. Um, it's because that now the men get so much more uh, screen time than what the women do. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, like, I think that's a bit of a piss thing. Like, you look at AEW, right? The amount of fucking talent that they've got on the, their roster. Do you know what I mean? And literally, hardly any of the wrestlers get used. Uh, you've got, in AEW, you've got so many fucking big-name women, just as well as the men, right? And especially with uh, Tony Khan's new uh, acquisition of uh, Ring of Honor, do you know what I mean? Um, that's going to bring in a um, few new fucking women uh, to, uh, to AEW, no doubt. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah... The women are literally only being given like one segment on the card, which I think that takes the piss massively. But uh, yeah, but I would very much recommend uh, for you to go and watch this episode of Dynamite and especially watch this match because honestly, it was a very, very good match. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would, I would happily rate it um, as I normally do out of seven. I, I would happily rate the match. Um, I'd say four and a half, or, or, or no, I'd happily say four and a half um, out of seven. Do you know what I mean? As it was a very, very good match. The storytelling in it, very good. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, so yeah. Now, moving on, um, the Briscoe brothers, right? Uh, the current. Uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions and the 12-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. The Briscoes have recently um, 
picked up the 2022 uh, National Wrestling Alliance NWA's uh, 2022 Crockett Cup, which is an annual, which I think now going to be like an annual um, tag team tournament. Um, and yeah, so the soon to be Ring of Honor Hall of Famers of, of Mark and Jay Briscoe. Absolute legendary tag team on the independent scene, do you know what I mean? Um, they're incredible wrestlers. They've been in some of the best matches in tag team wrestling history. Um, and yeah, they are going to be... Uh, like, I, I, like, I haven't actually got a clue when the Ring of Honor like, Hall of Fame thing actually is, or was. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they'll be uh, inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, the first ever Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, as a matter of fact, uh, alongside the likes of the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, uh, the best in the world, CM Punk, um, and uh, Samoa Joe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, the Briscoes, I'm going to talk a, br- a bit of a brief moment about them. Um... Over the past couple of months, we've seen the Briscoes in companies like the NWA, Ring of Honor, where they've literally been a mainstay since day one, um, Impact Wrestling or TNA, um, and House of Glory. Do you know what I mean? Where they've recently picked up the House of Glory tag team titles. Do you know what I mean? Like as well as GCW Game Changer Wrestling, they picked up the, the GCW tag team titles. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, but unfortunately, they're no longer the GCW Tag Team Champions. But again, that's still an achievement. Still like another fucking uh, title uh, on their resume. Um, probably looking at fucking 30 Tag Team titles between them now. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so the Briscoes. Um, I'm going to be predicting a tiny bit on what I can actually expect to see out of them. Right? This Saturday, um, so the day after tomorrow, uh, we will be seeing the long-awaited match that has been very highly anticipated match uh, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles um, since um, uh, Ring of Honor's uh, Honor No More, I think the show was called. Uh, back in December, um, and when the Briscoes, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoes of the Briscoe Brothers, had picked up their twelfth uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title, um, uh, like victory, and um, <coughs> and the twelfth uh, reign of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles as well. Um, uh, I think they beat Shane Taylor Promotions for the titles. I uh, could be wrong, uh, but uh, yeah, like I think it was Shane Taylor Promotions, um, who were champions when they beat him. Uh, after that match, when the Briscoes were having their mini celebration, because obviously this was the last show of, of Ring of Honor before they went into uh, this temporary hiatus, um, we had seen the debut, uh, the shocking debut of Dak of uh, Cash Wheeler. And Dax Harwood of former WWE Raw, SmackDown, and NXT tag team champions 
of FTR. Whether you call them Fear the Revolt or Fuck the Revival, uh, either way, I go, uh, I uh, name them as Fuck the Revival, um, as Cody Rhodes, um, as it as was Cody Rhodes' slogan uh, in Ring of Honor about four years ago, about, about four or five years ago, um, when he was in the Bullet Club. Um, but uh, yeah, I I know them as Fuck the Revival. But uh, yeah, so then like they like the lights went out, right? Just as the Briscoes were celebrating their twelfth reign of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, right? And then the lights then came back on, and then all of a sudden, FTR was stood on the apron of um of the uh, Ring of Honor ring, and the entire Ring of Honor viewing world were like, "What the fuck?" Uh, but a lot of people, like myself included, right. We're predicting for them to to turn up. We're predicting for FTR to turn up. Um, uh, um, uh, Ring of Honor no more, or or Honor no more, or whatever the fucking show was called. Um, a, a few months back, right? Everyone, myself included, were predicting for them to to turn up to challenge the Briscoes for the for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles, right? And um, they did. I then thought, fuck, yay, are we actually going to end up getting to see a match that everybody wants to see? The dream match of Fuck the Revival versus Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, right? And they then start brawling in the ring. And then not too long afterwards, it's announced that whenever uh, Ring of Honor's uh, return show out of hiatus actually is, uh, then we will get to see Fuck the Revival of FTR, of Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood of FTR take on Mark and Jay Briscoe, the legendary Briscoe brothers uh, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Right, and we get to see that match finally this Saturday um, at Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, um, a show that myself, that I myself, and loads of other people all across the world have been anticipating for, and been waiting for, and been wanting to see for ages, ever since Ring of Honor had actually uh, uh, originally entered their hiatus period. Um, but, um, I personally think the entire show as a whole is going to be fucking incredible. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I am going to speak a bit about the Briscoes now, right? The Briscoe brothers, right, are clearly, obviously, one of the most decorated, most well-known, and one of the most successful tag team combinations in the history of tag team of tag teaming in professional wrestling tag team wrestling dates back to the mid to the uh, early to mid 40s right um that's fucking you're looking at 60 years now right um no 80 years right you like you're looking at now um of tag team wrestling right 
in the like in the combination of tag team wrestling, right? The Briscoe brothers are one of the most accomplished, are one of the most successful, and one of the most decorated, and one of the most respected tag teams in all of tag team professional, like of all of tag teaming in professional wrestling, right? And I personally would like to see the Briscoes of Mark and Jay Briscoe um, retain their tag team titles this Saturday at Supercard of Honor, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so because this match between FTR and uh, the Briscoes. <coughs> it's a match that I've wanted to see ever since FTR had actually been released by the WWE a um, couple of years back. Do you know what I mean? Um, and because I myself have been following both FTR and uh, the Briscoes for fucking years. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I would like to see the Briscoes come out on top. Uh, whether or not they do, that's another story. Because obviously AEW have just recently uh, acquired uh, Ring of Honor. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would like to see the Briscoes come out victorious um, on that episode. Well, on this show of Ring of Honor. Do you know what I mean? Because I personally... I've wanted to see this match between Fuck the Revival of FTR of Dax uh, Harwood and Cash Wheeler versus Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers for ages. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse me. Now, I don't get excited about many matches, but this is a match that I'm going to get excited about. Do you know what I mean? So, I would hope to shit that this match would be a very highly rated match. Do you know what I mean? Dave Meltzer has said what he's wanted to say about the match, and that's his decision. Do you know what I mean? Whether or not he rates... Whether or not he predictably rates the match a good... Whether or not his predictions for the match are going to be good, bad, shit, diabolical, fucking decent, good... Brilliant or fucking amazing, do you know what I mean? That's down to him, do you know what I mean? I don't ever fucking um, quote of I don't ever quote any of Dave Meltzer's quotes or Jim Cornette's or whoever, right? They can have their own personal opinion on the um on, on the match, but me personally, right? I would love to, I I I'd have loved to have seen this match happen for ages. Uh, they're two tag teams who I've been following for years. Um, and, uh, yeah, and they're two tag teams that I'm sure will go down in history as two of the best tag teams in all of tag team history. The Briscoes especially, do you know what I mean? Um, as they've literally got a 20-year career together. Uh, they've been tag teaming for fucking 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they're a legendary tag team. They've won tag team titles all over the world. Former pro, former twelve, well, the current and twelve-time uh, Ring of Honor tag team champions. 
the House of Glory Tag Team Champions as well. They've just recently won the NWA 2022 Crockett Cup Tournament. Uh, they're former New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, former New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, former Pro Wrestling Gorilla Tag Team Champions, former GCW Game Changer Wrestling Tag Team Champions, um, former Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Team Champions with Bully Ray, formerly known as Bubba Ray Dudley and the Dudley Boys. Right, they've been there, done that, done it all, seen this, seen that, do you know what I mean? There's nothing that those two men have not done when it comes to tag team wrestling, do you know what I mean? Except beat FTR, do you know what I mean? So this Saturday, I think, will definitely prove their legacy and will definitely prove their right to go into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, do you know what I mean? As if you would have asked me who I personally would have liked to have seen in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame when it was first announced. I think I even said this on the episode of Nerdic Pro Weekly just after it was announced, which was, which was I think, episode, I want to say, 12 or 13, I think. Um, so you're looking at seven, eight weeks back now. Um, uh, I said the Briscoes for definite. Whether you add them in as individuals... Um, whether you had uh, Mark Briscoe in as himself and then add Jay Briscoe in as uh, himself or whether or not you actually add them in as a duo uh, whether or you actually add the Briscoe brother duo the Briscoe brothers duo in um, together right either way they've earned their right either way to be in the ring of honor hall of fame do you know what I mean um, and as well I said a few others like I think CM Punk was on the list. I think Brian Danielson was on the list. Um, I think I mentioned Lowy Key. I think I mentioned Christopher Daniels and Frankie Gazarian um, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so the lineup and the only people to be inducted into this year's Ring of Honor Hall of Fame are confirmed to be Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, so the Briscoe Brothers tag team will be inducted into the uh, Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. You've got the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, to be inducted. You've also got the best in the world, CM Punk, um, as well as um, the Samoan uh, submission machine of the longest reigning Ring of Honor world champion as well, of um, Samoa Joe, uh, who I believe will be making his first appearance outside of WWE uh, when he gets inducted as well. But um, I win the induction as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's an incredible lineup for a fucking Hall of Fame. To know, what I mean, a fucking incredible lineup, right? But as I said, the Briscoes were top of my list to be inducted um, into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you love them or hate them, to know, what I mean, like I personally think that there are no um. Other duo, like no more two people actually deserving to be in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame than Mark and Jay Briscoe, do you know what I mean? As they are legends of Ring of Honor, they're legends of independent indie tag team wrestling, they're legends of the Ring of Honor tag team division. Mark Briscoe is obviously a former two time Ring of Honor uh, heavyweight champion, former, Ring of Honor, former two time Ring of Honor uh, world champion. Do you know what I mean? They've won tag team titles all over the fucking globe. Do you know what I mean? So you can't deny anything that them two men have actually done. 
Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, anyways, that brings us to an end of the Kickstarter of of the second Nerdic Pro Extravaganza uh, of 13 in 6. So this will be podcast number one of the 13 podcasts to take place over the next six days. If you wouldn't mind, then please do listen to each and every single one of the upcoming 12 other podcasts. There's probably going to be three or four more coming up uh, between now and Tuesday. Uh, do you know what I mean? Just to give us, uh, just to give myself and Connor something to do. Connor wants to do a um, few podcasts uh, on his own, especially now as he's the, um, the brand new Nerdic Pro General Manager. But, uh, yeah, it's a credit to him, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, so, yeah, because, you know, it, it gives me a break, do you know what I mean? As I've been in the Nerdic Pro podcast since, as I've been doing, excuse me, the Nerdic Pro podcast on my own, since fucking day one, yeah, all right, I've done interviews with uh, Nathan Cruz, Brett Semtex, Smashing Mike, uh, C.W. Davis, and British wrestler, uh, British wrestling legend Marty Jones, and the owner of Fallen Star Wrestling, Jimmy Snar. But apart from Connor, uh, there's been nobody else who's actually appeared on the podcast more than once, do you know what I mean? But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, yeah, anyways... Um, yeah, Connor wants to do like, a few podcasts on his own um, and all that, so credit to him. Um, and, a, and a handful of these podcasts uh, are of these 13 podcasts, or oh, these 12 other podcasts taking place in the 13 and 6 series uh, will just be featuring Connor. Um, and he will do, in the coming weeks, he will be doing like a couple of his own podcasts um so yeah anyways uh thank you very much for you guys um for listening to this podcast um and yeah my name has been uh bobby salazar um and i've been your nerdic pro podcast host so yeah thank you very much and i'll see and i'll be seeing all you guys later on thank you very much goodbye Right, so what is up there, peoples? My name is Bobby Salazar, and I'm uh, your host for today's podcast. Well, one of four of today's podcasts, or the first of four for today's podcasts, um, as today there are going to be two podcasts uh, here on Anchor and Spotify podcasts uh, being... Uh, predictions for uh, night for night two of WrestleMania, and um, uh, this podcast is uh, my predictions of Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor um, event, uh, which is taking place tonight, um, and it is also their return from hiatus uh, show as well. Um, after many months of Ring of Honor actually being away. Um, and then later on, I will be predicting uh, tomorrow night's uh, NXT Stand and Deliver event, um, as well as on... Well, later on on Facebook, I will be predicting NXT Stand and Deliver uh, for tomorrow night. 
as well as um, hosting the debut uh, of the fantasy booking series. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a pretty busy day today. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, all it is is just more podcasts um, and more content for you guys, and just you know more hassle uh, for myself and Connor. Do you know what I mean? But uh, today I will be hosting uh, this podcast uh, on my own as per usual. Um, But uh, yeah, so today I am going to be predicting uh, the 2022 Ring of Honor Wrestling's um, Supercard of Honor event. Um, As well as give a bit of feedback on what I personally think um, and hope um, to see from Ring of Honor um, in the coming months um, of the recent um, acquisition of Ring of Honor by Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling on AEW. Um, So that's going to be a tiny bit of fantasy booking uh, coming into it, but... um, yeah, so this card that we are going to be seeing tonight is an eight-match card, right? The matches are all going to be fucking fantastic matches, right? Let let's hope, fingers crossed. Um, as that's as literally some of the best independent wrestlers in the world are on the card, right? Some of the most well-known and some of the best independent wrestlers um, in the world uh, are on the card, right? Uh, Wrestling, um, which personally, from a massive fan of professional wrestling like myself, it's what someone like myself actually likes to see. Now, we so the matches on the card tonight are as follows: the Ring of Honor um, World Television Championship. Uh, the current champion Rhett Titus will be uh, defending his championship against the Japanese legend, um, against the Japanese professional wrestling legend uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, we will uh, also be seeing. Uh, Ninja Mac take uh, take on um, Tully Blanchard's uh, mystery new client. Um, I will be predicting who I personally think uh, the mystery client is a bit later on in this podcast. <coughs> uh, we will be seeing the interim ring. We will be seeing a an interim ring of honor. Uh, Women of Honor World Champion crowned uh, where Mercedes Martinez will be taking on Willow Nightingale Uh, I believe that they are doing an interim Ring of Honor uh, Women's Championship because the current actual champion uh, is uh, the virtuosa uh, Diana Perrazzo she's currently wrestling in Impact Wrestling or TNA um, and she's also the AAA um, uh, women's champion as well over in Mexico um, and yeah so I believe she ended up winning the uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship uh, TNA show anyways um, through the whole like um, on and no more ovation I think that's how it went 
I could be wrong. After defeating Roxy. But, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, but, um, yeah, she's... They're bringing in uh, like an interim women's title uh, due to the fact of how Diana Barrazzo is um, uh, full-time wrestling in uh, Impact Wrestling and uh, AAA over in Mexico. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so in that match, we'll be seeing uh, Mercedes Martinez um, take on Willow Nightingale. Uh, we will also be seeing the Ring of Honor Pure Championship uh, on the line where the current champion, Josh Woods, uh, will be defending his Ring of Honor Pure Championship against uh, the best friends and AEW um, representative of Wheeler, Utah. We will be seeing a presumably uh, an AEW uh, guest match of uh, Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty. Um, well, between former Ring of Honor world champion Jay Lethal um, and Lee Moriarty, uh, we will be seeing um, <clears throat> a Swerve Strickland, current AEW superstar, uh, take on Impact Wrestling superstar Alex Zane. Uh, we will also be seeing the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on the line where the 12-time and current um, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Ring of Honor Hall of Famers of Mark and Jay Briscoe, of the legendary tag team of the Briscoe Brothers, who have, uh, I think it was last night, actually ended up winning the GCW Game Changer Wrestling um, Tag Team Titles, uh, Joey Janela's uh, Spring Break, um... Uh, event um, uh, for the second time. Um, they will, well tonight they will be defending their uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles against uh, Cash Wheeler, um, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood of uh, Fuck, excuse me, of uh, Fuck the Revival or FTR uh, or Fear the Revolt or whatever you want to call them. Um, and yeah, so also. The eighth and final match of the night and of the card, we will be seeing the Ring of Honor winner takes all world heavyweight championship match where Jonathan Gresham, the the octopus, Jonathan Gresham, who's who's recently been crowned the new progress wrestling champion of Jonathan Gresham will be taking on the masked sensation himself, Bandido. Um, I'm not really too sure about this story or how Bandido actually became half of the Ring of Honor champion. Do you know what I mean? Um, but um, when you come to look at it logically, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, we'll be seeing the octopus, uh, Jonathan Gresham, take on Bandido. Um, in a winner-takes-all uh, Ring of Honor World Championship match. Um, but out of all the matches that are actually confirmed for tonight's card, it's going to be one whopper of a like of an event. Do you know what I mean? The eight matches that are actually um, on the card for tonight 
all seem fucking incredible, do you know what I mean? And um, if you ask the truth out of me, um, personally, right, I have personally actually missed Ring of Honor. Right, I don't know about you guys. If any, if any of you listeners or viewers of the uh, Nerdic Pro podcast uh, or whoever uh, it is you actually are, uh, if you've just clicked on this podcast randomly because it's a, a wrestling-based podcast, right? Um, right, I have missed Ring of Honor, right, because Ring of Honor were the apart from like outside of WWE. Um, like it was like when I first started getting into wrestling back towards the end of 2008 start of 2009 right uh, I had literally just turned 4 years old right I'm 17 now right I literally just turned 4 years old right I started getting in to total non-stop action TNA and I want to say 2000 like the September-ish of 2011, uh, September-October of 2011, right, uh, and then started, um, well, no, yeah, um, and then uh, at the same sort of time, I then started getting into uh, Falling Star Wrestling, right, um, I've appeared on the Falling Star Wrestling podcast, I've been going to Falling Star Wrestling since day one, right, 11 years ago. Right, I was six years old at the time. Uh, this was around the same sort of time I started getting into TNA. Do you know what I mean? Um, so apart from TNA and Fallen Star Wrestling, Ring of Honor were the first sort of company that I actually started getting into. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, I I, th- I started getting into Ring of Honor around twenty fifteen, like. Around like around mid twenty fifteen, right? I started watching um a, like a few bits and bobs on um on YouTube, right? Of um the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, fucking Kota Ibushi, um over there, and then around the same sort of time, just afterwards, I then started getting into New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Uh, over there seeing guys like um, fucking Yujiro Takahashi, fucking Kota Ibushi, Minoru Suzuki, Jushin Tundalaika, uh, Yoshi Tatsu, um, fucking Tomohiro Ishii, um, fucking Hiromu Takahashi, um, uh, have I said Tomohiro Ishii? Yeah, I don't fucking know, but uh, seeing guys like them in New Japan, and then uh, in Ring of Honor, seeing guys like Hangman Adam Page, Nick and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers, right? Um, this was towards the end of like El Generico or Sami Zayn in um, like in Ring of Honor. Like, uh, uh, anyways, um, he was already long gone. Seeing someone like Samoa Joe. Uh, he was then towards the end um, of his time in uh, Ring of Honor. Um, seeing fucking Austin Aries in Ring of Honor. Um, and yeah, so seeing no end of wrestlers, uh, like great talent in fucking Ring of Honor, right? Uh, which then obviously ended up leading me to then become a fan of New Japan, right? 
um, to then have me sort of like discover uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, side of things and uh, sort of like help me become a fan of Japanese wrestling as well. Um, as I said, if it wasn't for uh, for Ring of Honor, right, then I probably wouldn't have, like, well, I, like, I probably would have done, but not as quickly uh, than as soon as uh, 2015, 2014, 2015, right? Um, and yeah, like, back then, seeing guys like Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Tiger Mask, um, <clears throat> Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Minoru Suzuki, Hiromi Takahashi, um, fucking Yoshi Tatsu, um, Tomohiro Ishii, fucking Kota Ibushi, um, Kazuchika Okada, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, he was in, uh, New Japan at the time, um, and then seeing guys like, um, like, from, uh, abroad competing, um, in Japan, guys like Virgil Devitt, uh, now known to a wider audience as Finn Balor, um, uh, the young but um, like the young bucks were in Japan for a while. Uh, the Good Brothers, uh, Cody Hall, right? Um, seeing guys like them over in Japan and seeing the Bullet Club and the Gorillas and Destiny, um, and yeah, so seeing guys like them over in Japan, and it's because of Ring of Honor on why I was big of an independent wrestling fan. That's what I am today. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm a seventeen year old British lad, right? If you if you want to call me that. I'm seventeen years of age, right? I'm from England, right? Or Britain or what the fuck ever. Uh the UK, right? Um and how many fucking seventeen year old Brits do you know of, right? That uh, that regularly watch companies like New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah uh, Ring of Honor, fucking GCW, CZW, Defy, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Progress Wrestling, do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like, the problem, like, the, like, I do know of other 17-year-olds that do, do you know what I mean? But, like, there isn't exactly many of us, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, like, wrestling to me, right, I started out like a load of other, like, a load of wrestlers, in the wrestling business, thinking, you know what, fuck my boots, up the backside, right, professional wrestling is the best thing that I've ever actually seen, it's the best thing I've ever actually watched, do you know what I mean, um, and it's because of Ring of Honor, um, especially, uh, it's because of companies like Ring of Honor and Falling Star Wrestling, uh, for my love of professional wrestling, yeah, alright, I started off as a WWE fan, like, 99.99999% of um, kids do when they, like, if they, if you start off as a wrestling fan, like, as a child, like, as I did, as a four-year-old child, like, um, like I did, um, fucking 13 years ago, um, that, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, so, yeah, like, Wrestling, as I've said, is the the best thing that I've ever actually seen, right? It's because of Ring of Honor on why um, I'm fucking a massive GCW fan. I'm a massive CZW fan. Um, why I watched 
uh, companies like Lucha Underground uh, when they were about why I watched companies like AAA, uh, CMLL, uh, the NWA, and yeah, so uh, so yeah, like I personally am fucking over the moon to see that Ring of Honor um, are finally coming out of hiatus in literally like a matter of hours. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, um, anyway, that's enough of me babbling on, um, so, let's get on to my predictions, uh, for the show, so, as I said, eight match card, uh, fucking huge lineup of matches, right, um, some of the matches will be fucking quality matches, I'm sure, Right, um, so the first match, which is, I believe, going to be the opener, uh, is for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, where Rhett Titus will be defending his Ring of Honor Television Championship against the Japanese professional wrestling legend of Minoru Suzuki. Now, Rick Titus is now starting to build a bit of a reputation for himself. He won the uh, Ring of Honor Television Championship, and I believe, um, uh, on and no more, back in December, I think it was, uh, back in November, December, whatever it was, uh, I think that's when he won it. Um, and I think that tonight uh, he will be facing his toughest challenge yet in his professional wrestling career, in his young wrestling career uh, as well against the Japanese legend of Minoru Suzuki um, of Akaza Ninare uh, Minoru Suzuki I fucking love his theme absolutely fucking love it but uh, yeah so Minoru Suzuki is one of my f- most favourite Japanese wrestlers of all time and I mean he, like, he's up there with the likes of Tiger Mask uh, Antonio Inoki Giant Baba Jushin's on the Liger, Yoshitatsu, uh, do you know what I mean? Hiromu Takahashi, uh, Kazuchika Okada, right? Um, uh, Kota Ibushi, I think, is a, like, is a fantastic wrestler, right? But Minoru Suzuki is definitely my most favourite Japanese wrestler of all time, right? Um, as the man's been there, done it all, he's won several titles over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? And, um, and yeah, tonight, he uh, gets his chance to um, to put his hands uh, on the Ring of Honor Television Championship on currently Rhett Titus's Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Now, my prediction for the match is for Minoru to, uh, Suzuki. Excuse me, uh, it's for Minoru Suzuki to pick up the victory uh, in this match. Um, purely. Based on experience, right? I think that Minoru Suzuki has got a bigger and better arsenal of moves than what Red Titus does. Don't get me wrong, Red Titus is one fantastic wrestler, right? But especially in this reign of the Ring of Honor Television Championship, right? Um, he's facing his toughest challenge pretty much to date, right? Um, of uh, Minoru Suzuki and um, and yeah like, I personally do believe that Minoru Suzuki will walk away as your new um, Ring of Honor World Television Championship 
Now, moving on to the second match. Uh, Ninja Mac will be facing Tully Blanchard's new client. Right? At the minute, right, it's going to be confirmed literally at the time of the match. Who is going to be announced um, when the match is about to start, right, uh, on who... Uh, Tony Blanchard's new client is because about three weeks ago um, the uh, FTR uh, had fired Tony Blanchard uh, from their duties uh, for their duties right um, from his duties of being the um, advocate manager to FTR um, and now he's uh, got this brand new client uh, who is going to announce to face Ninja Mac later on tonight? Uh, uh, Ring of Honor's return out of hiatus, Super Card of Honor 2022. Um, I don't really know too much about Ninja Mac. Um, I've only seen him like on a, a handful of uh, videos on YouTube, right? And I think that he's fucking one brilliant, fantastic wrestler, right? But um, my prediction, right? If it's not going to be Cody Rhodes, then he's got to be at Mania tomorrow night. Like, I, what I'm going to say is, is that if it's not Cody Rhodes, right, for Tony Blanchard's new, like, client, right, then it's definitely going, then Cody Rhodes is definitely headed on over to WrestleMania, right, tomorrow night to face Seth Rollins, right? Um, and... Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be someone like Kenny Omega, right? Because obviously he's advocated by Don Callis. What I am going to say, right, is that I haven't got a fucking clue on who I think it's actually going to be. Haven't got a Scooby, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, um... The only sort of person that I can think of on who it can actually be, right, um, is, I don't know, Cheeseburger or fucking um, Zack Sabre Jr. or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, nah, like, I, I haven't got a clue uh, who I think it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, but, yeah, I guess we're going to have to fucking wait and see because I've not actually predicted, uh, like, who it's going to be. I've not actually done, like, any sort of research uh, on the possibilities on on who it can be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that prediction for now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so moving on with the third match of the card is the Ring of Honor Women of Honor uh, World Women's Championship, uh, well, interim um, championship, um, uh, on the line between Mercedes Martinez uh, versus Willow Nightingale, right? The current actual uh, Women of Honor champion is, in fact, the virtuosa Diana Perazzo. Um She's currently the AAA uh, Raider de Reina champion, Um and she's wrestling full-time over in Mexico as the AAA Raiders and the Raiders champion, um, as well as um, over in TNA or Impact Wrestling, 
right? Um, so I think that's the only sort of reason why they're actually bringing in um, this interim match because um, like TNA and uh, AAA uh, put on sh- shows this weekend themselves um, as well and uh, the virtuoso Diana Peraza has been double booked to be over in TNA or AAA or where the fuck ever and they've just decided to bring in uh, the Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale match um, and then at some point we will see um, a Willow take all match between um, Diana Perazzo and the winner of Mercedes Martinez and Willow Nightingale out of the two I want to say it's got to be Mercedes Martinez right as again like Minoru Suzuki on Red Titus right Mercedes Martinez as a bigger Arsenal as a bigger um, more hard hitting um, Arsenal of moves right I personally think that Mercedes Martinez is the better wrestler out uh, out of the two uh, of her and Willow Nightingale I've seen Mercedes Martinez live at Fightmare 3 with WAW uh, Cara Road back in June of 2019 right uh, when she had beaten uh, Soraya Knight uh, for the Bellatrix Women's World title, right? And then ended up vacating the title to then go side with NXT, right? She's now in uh, All Elite Wrestling of AEW, right? And, um, yeah, so Mercedes Martinez is who I've been speaking about, uh, uh, Fightmare. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I've, I've seen her live, right? She's one fantastic wrestler, Right, she is one bad, like, son of a bitch or daughter of a bitch or whatever. Um, and uh, definitely, um, I think, has got the upper hand with the bigger, wider load of an arsenal um, on Willow Nightingale, which I personally believe will pick up Mercedes Martinez, the victory against Willow Nightingale to become the new interim Women of Honor uh, Women's World Champion. Now, moving on to the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, uh, where Josh Woods will be taking on the Best Friends um, member um, and current AEW superstar, Wheeler Yuda. I personally believe that this match is going to go either way. It's going to be a bit... It's a bit tricky for me to actually uh, predict a potential winner for this match, right? As both Josh Woods and Wheeler Yuda both fucking fantastic wrestlers do you know what I mean and um, with everything with the Wheeler U- with Wheeler U- uh, happening with the potential of him actually joining the Blackpool Combat Club right um, whether we actually see um, like a bit of interference from someone like other than Trent Barretta um, fucking uh, or Orange Cassidy or what's his face um, or uh, Chris Statlander or fucking John Moxley or Brian Danielson or William Regal or someone, right, to try and, like, distract Wheeler Yuna to save actually winning the Pure Championship, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, right? Uh, that's a potential, right? Uh, but my predicted winner for the match is Josh Woods, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I want to say Josh Woods... Uh, Josh uh, Josh Woods to win the match and retain the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Now, moving on, we've got an AEW... Well, I want to call it like an AEW guest match as both wrestlers are 
currently signed to AEW. Uh, both men are making their return to Ring of Honor. Uh, Jay Lethal, obviously former multi-time Ring of Honor champion, former Ring of Honor tag team and pure champion as well. I think he's also the longest reigning... Uh, was he the longest reigning television champion or the longest reigning pure champion? One of the two. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I think he's also got the longest... Um, combined amount of days as Ring of Honor champion and all. Um, uh, like, for combined days. Um, uh, uh, out of every reign that they've had out of the title. Like, in a singular reign, it's obviously Samoa Joe, I, I believe, 649 days or something like that. But I think that Jay Lethal's got the most uh, accumulated days as Ring of Honor world champion. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Jay Lethal versus... Uh, Matt Seidel's uh, Lee Moriarty Jay Lethal I've got to put down for the win I'm sorry but Jay Lethal I've got to say he's got to be the winner right as Jay Lethal's got the size advantage on Lee Moriarty he's got the um, he's got the arsenal uh, advantage on uh, Lee Moriarty he's got the power advantage on uh, Lee Moriarty yeah alright Lee Moriarty's got the speed and agility um, advantage on uh, Jay Lethal but Jay Lethal's also got the experience advantage uh, on Lee Moriarty as well. Um, so, yeah, I want to say it's got to be a, a Jay Lethal victory and Jay Lethal to come out on top and beat Lee Moriarty. I, I have got high expectations for the match. I do believe that, that this match between uh, Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty is going to be one hell and one cracker and one banger of a match. Um, so, yeah. Moving on, we have got AEW's uh, Swerve Strickland uh, versus Impact Wrestling's Alex Zane. Two fantastic wrestlers of Swerve um, and Alex Zane. Right, again, I've got high expectations for this match. Both technical wizards, right? Both wrestlers can do fucking entertaining, catch, uh, high-flying, uh, technical uh, matches. Right, both are masters um, uh, in those areas uh, of professional wrestling. As I said, whether it be technical, catch, high flying, um, powerhouse as well, um, and uh, yeah. So um, I personally think that this match is again gonna be a fucking huge banger of a match, and um, yeah. So my predicted winner of the match. Is gonna be whose house swerves house Isaiah Swerve Strickland, um, but yeah, no disrespect to Alex Zane. Again, he's a fantastic wrestler. He's been wrestling for Impact Wrestling uh, quite a lot recently, um, and recently returned to uh, uh, Impact as well. Uh, he's gonna be at uh, multiversal matches coming up um, against. Oh, fuck. Who's he got to be against? I know, I, I know he's got a match at Multiversal Matches, but I can't actually remember who for TNAs or Impact uh, Multiversal Matches. But I do know he's uh, got to be competing. I just can't actually remember who he's got to be against. So I'm going to say uh, Alex Zane versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Strickland. Um, Isaiah Strickland is going to come out victorious and on top of, Isaiah, um, of uh, Alex Zane. Now... 
the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. The match that I am most looking forward to. Excuse me. The match that I am most looking forward to on this entire card. Right, the match that I personally think is going to be the best match out of the eight matches on this card, right, and on this show, right. The legendary tag team of Mark and Jay Briscoe, the 12-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the now newly crowned Game Changer Wrestling GCW Tag Team Champions, the now two-time GCW Tag Team Champions as well, the House of Glory Tag Team Champions as well, uh, the current House of Glory Tag Team Champions, right, the Ring of Honor Hall of Famers, right, the legendary tag team, former Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, former, I believe, two-time IWGP uh, tag team champions over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right, they're, t they're the current 12-time Ring of Honor tag team champions, right, they're just legends, Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers, taking on Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood of the Revival for the Briscoes, Ring of Honor tag team titles, right? I do not care what anybody else says. I'm predicting the Briscoes to win this match, right? The match itself, right, is going to be fucking epic, right? This match has been hyped for months, right? I personally, I don't like... I don't know how many other people, right? I'm pretty sure there's loads of other people out there, right, who think the exact same to me. Uh... If not, right, then that's a shame. But me personally, right, I have been wanting to see this tag team match since FT... Well, since the Revival's release from WWE to then uh, see FTR in AEW, right? Since FTR had actually debuted in AEW, right... I'd been seeing them. I'd been studying FTR, right? I'd also been watching a lot of the Briscoes as well, right? The Briscoes as well, the 2022 NWA Crockett Cup winners as well, right? I don't forget to mention that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, like FTR, right? I've been seeing them a lot, right? They're former AEW Tag Team Champions, right? Um, right, and I personally think that since their departure from the WWE, right, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood as a tag team, right, and individually have improved fucking massively, right, have improved mentally, have they improved physically. They've improved, no doubt, spiritually and emotionally, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, I think that they're working, uh, personally, I think their in-ring work, right, have increased, has increased so, 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 so much, right, um, since they departed from the WWE. Right and actually debuted for AEW. I think that this. I think that Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood of FTR, right, 
have been a benefited duo of actually leaving WWE and debuting for AEW, right? Because the, FTR are the current AAA tag team champions as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, so again, they've done fucking class works, right? They've uh, recently wrestled against the Rock and Roll Express um, uh, over at a company, I think, based in New York. It was either in New York or New Jersey, I think it was. They'd faced the Rock and Roll Express on the uh, Rock and Roll uh, Express's uh, farewell tour, right? Um, and I, I, I remember seeing a video just after the match. Um, I think the Express won. And then um, Dax Harwood that got on the mic, right? And was like, yeah, tonight's been an absolute honour. It's been a pleasure. It's been a privilege, right? Then ended up getting down on his knees and then literally bowing to, to R&R, right? Uh, that in itself, right, I give more respect to FTR, right? The Briscoes, right? I've been following them for years, right? Um, since I started getting into Ring of Honor about six, like about seven years ago, about seven, eight years ago, right? Um, they've been a tag team that I've absolutely loved watching, for many, many, many years, right? Um, and uh, I think they've been entertaining as hell to watch, right? They're a legendary tag team. Can't deny that. So I'm going to say the Briscoes to pick up the victory against FTR, right? Uh, so Jonathan Gresham versus Bandido for the Ring of Honor winner-takes-all match for the Ring of Honor heavyweight title. Now, I'm not too sure like how this story actually came about for Bandido to become a fucking interim champion, right? But um, we've got the Octopus, uh, the actual Ring of Honor champion, and the newly crowned Progress Wrestling champion of the Octopus, uh, Jonathan Gresham, taking on the mask sensation himself of Bandido. Now... Bandido and Jonathan Gresham, they're another duo that I've been following for years, right? Um, Bandido especially, right? Um, I, I remember seeing him in the NWA um, about four years back, um, and uh, just when the NWA were uh, having on the affiliation with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, just as the NWA were then starting to come back, right, um, properly, right, and then Jonathan Gresham, right, he's another guy who I've seen for years, right, wrestling in TNA, wrestling in um, Lucha Underground, and wrestling in um, Progress, wrestling in Ring of Honor, right, he's a fucking mental wrestler, he's a really, really good wrestler, so is Bandino, right, but my predicted winner for this match to take home everything is the Octopus Jonathan Gresham, Right, excuse me. Again, this is a this is another match that I'm looking forward to, right? But I'm definitely gonna say Jonathan Gresham, the Octopus, Jonathan Gresham, to pick up the victory and win against Bandido for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. So, my predictions for the entire card, I'm just gonna run back through. Red Titus versus Minoru Suzuki for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Minoru to Minoru Suzuki to win. Ninja Mac versus uh, Tony Blanchard's mystery client. Uh, I'm not predicting. 
Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale for the interim Women of Honor Championship. Mercedes Martinez uh, to pick up the victory and beat uh, Willow Nightingale. Uh, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuda. Uh, Josh Woods to pick up the victory and win and beat Wheeler Yuna. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Um, I've got for Jay Lethal to win. Um, Isaiah Swerve Strickland. Who's house? Swerve's house. Um, versus Alex Zane versus Impact Wrestling's Alex Zane. I've got for Swerve Strickland to pick up the victory. Uh, the Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Team titles. The match, my match of the night. Um, Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Ring of Honor Hall of Famers of the Briscoe Brothers versus uh, Fuck the Revival of FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood of FTR for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. I've got for Mark and Jay Briscoe of the Briscoes of the Briscoe Brothers to pick up the victory and win uh, and beat FTR. And the main event uh, of the Octopus, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandido, the Ring of Honor. Uh, for the Ring of Honor winner-take-all uh, world championship match, um, I've got for the Octopus and current Progress Wrestling world champion and newly crowned Progress Wrestling world champion, might I add, uh, Jonathan Gresham to pick up the victory and beat Bandido. So my match of the night is going to be uh, the Briscoes versus FTR for the Ring of Honor world tag team titles. As that is a match that I've actually wanted to see for months, right? And, and yeah, no, I personally think that the entire show as a whole is going to be fucking incredible, right? But the tag team title match between the Briscoes and FTR, right, is going to be on a whole other level, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I really cannot wait for this show. I really, really can't. Um, and, yeah, so... Anyways, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. My name has been Bobby Salazar, and I shall be seeing all you guys uh, a bit later on uh, when I predict uh, NXT's stand and deliver event uh, here on Anchor and Spotify podcasts. Thank you very much. Uh, I My name has been Bobby Salazar, and I shall be seeing all you guys later on. Goodbye. So, uh, to start off uh, today's podcast here on Anchor and Spotify Podcasts, um, I am going to be reviewing my thoughts on the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame uh, inductions um, or inductees. And it's a pretty, pretty good lineup uh, for inductees for the 2022 um, class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, inductees being the likes of um, Rick and Scott Steiner uh, of the Steiner Brothers, former two time IWGP tag team champions over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, former multi-time WCW tag team champions, former Preston City Wrestling PCW tag team champions, absolute legendary tag team. Uh, Rick Steiner is also, funnily enough, the father of Bron Breaker, 
Um, Bron Breaker is a man who I'll be getting onto a bit later on in this podcast when I speak about NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, we'll also be seeing inducted um, former multi-time WCW champion and new Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP heavyweight champion. Oh, it's time. Big Van Vader uh, is also due to be inducted. Um, uh, the Warrior Award recipient is um, one half of Crime Time, a man who unfortunately uh, passed away uh, not long into the COVID pandemic back in 2020, back in, I want to say, March, April time uh, of 2020. Um, a man who uh, was a brave, brave man to go into the ocean and help get his daughter out of the ocean in a very, very strong current. Um, former WWE superstar and former one half of crime t- of the Crime Time tag team of Shad Gaspard, um, a man who is unfortunately no longer with us uh, due to that tragic event um, in him uh, saving his daughter's life, uh, risking his own for his risking his own life for his daughter's. Uh, that I've got absolutely the utmost respect for uh honestly um i always loved shad gaspard and i always loved crown time as a tag team do you know what i mean um and hearing the news about shad gaspard's passing i kind of felt a bit like down do you know what i mean like because I feel like that with any wrestler, do you know what I mean? But especially given the circumstances on, on how he actually passed away, do you know what I mean? Um like considering like the circumstances of like how he passed like how he passed away, do you know what I mean? Death in itself, no matter um like nine times like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. No matter who it is, it's tragic to know what I mean um, and especially with Shad Gaspard and especially given the circumstances um, on how he had actually unfortunately lost his life do you know what I mean um, and I think that for him to become uh, the 2022 uh, WWE Hall of Fame uh, Warrior um, Award recipient uh, is is an incredible honour um, because I think that his daughter's gonna, um, like his daughter slash family members are, are gonna accept it on his behalf, because obviously, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, uh, so yeah. God, uh, so yeah. God rest his soul. Uh, rest in peace, Shad Gaspard, uh, as well as Vader, uh, who who is who's uh who's uh, being inducted. It's this year's Hall of Fame. He's also unfortunately no longer with us as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so also uh, we will be seeing the induction of, I can't actually remember how you pronounce her name, uh, Queen Charmel. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Queen Charmel, Queen Charmel, one of the two. Uh, the former manager, uh, well, former WCW Nitro girl. Um, Back when WCW was still about, um, as well as the longtime manager 
of former five-time WCW champion, former ten-time WCW tag team champion, um, former WWE gold-plated world heavyweight champion. Uh, can you dig it, sucker? WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Booker T. Um, Brain Chamel was the long-time manager of Booker T in both WCW uh, as well as in the WWF uh, in the later WWF years and especially in the WWE as well. Um, she's due to be inducted into this year's WWE Hall of Fame. Now, uh, my favouritist, right, you, you guys are probably going to kill me on my grammar, right, I don't care, right, my favouritist, bestest wrestler of all time, right, is going to be inducted tonight into the WWE Hall of Fame. That man being none other than the legendary, the phenom, the one and the only, the iconic icon of the WWE. A man who had a 30-year in-ring career with the WWE. Not many people can actually say that. Do you know what I mean? To have a 30-year career with one wrestling company or in any job. Do you know what I mean? To work for one company for 30 years. Do you know what I mean? How many people can say that? Do you know what I mean? Um, like, not many. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and with The Undertaker, right? Like, he is honestly my most favourite wrestler of all time. Right, um, and a couple of you guys who regularly listen to the Nerdic Pro podcast, right, have asked me uh, to do a podcast uh, dedicated to, excuse me, dedicated to my favourite wrestlers, uh, to, like, to make a list of my favourite wrestlers of all time, right, which I will do at some point. Right, I will do after this podcast an extravaganza, right? Um, give it a week or two that I will do a podcast designated on my favourite, or my most favourite wrestlers of all time. But, um, yeah, so, uh, The Undertaker, right, there is no man, in my opinion, more deserving um, than a WWE Hall of Fame induction. In my opinion... There's not a single person in the professional wrestling business who's been as respected, as well-known, as well-loved, as well-liked, as well-noticed, and as well-noticeable than... The Undertaker, right? The Undertaker, as I've said already on this podcast and in previous um, podcasts as well, um, that I have been a, a massively huge fan 
of the Undertaker for years, right? And I and the second the second I found out that he was going to be inducted into this year's WWE Hall of Fame uh, class of two thousand twenty two, right? I actually started crying tears of joy. Do you know what I mean? Because I have waited so many years for this. Do you know what I mean? Since 20... I want to say 2014. Right? 2015. Right? I've I've been wanting Mark Calloway. I've been wanting The Undertaker to be in the Hall of Fame. I've been wanting Mark The Undertaker Calloway to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? He's got The Undertaker's Last Ride documentary series on the WWE Network, right? That fucking incredible documentary series, right? I've watched all the episodes of it more times than I could actually give a shit to count, right? Um, But, uh... Yeah, the second I found out that he was going to be an induction into this year's WWE Hall of Fame class, right? I was probably like a load of other people. I don't care if I wasn't, right? I I don't care the fact that how I'm actually admitting this, right? I actually cried tears of joy, right? I was posted on Facebook sharing posts on Facebook for days, uh, for days on end, showing my excitement, showing my happiness, right, showing my respect for The Undertaker, right, because he alone is my most favourite wrestler in the history of professional wrestling, right, and trust me, right, I... Myself follow a lot of wrestlers and a lot of wrestling companies from all over the globe. As I've said in previous podcasts, right, I'm 17 years of age. I'm a 17-year-old Brit, right? I'm from England, right? And I have been following wrestling for 13 years, right? I've been following wrestling probably not even a month less than a month after my fourth birthday right less than a month after my fourth birthday right so you're probably looking middle of december of 2008 right i've been a wrestling fan since right and the first ever i can't remember if it was the first ever or one of the first ever things that actually got me into wrestling was the undertaker Right, because I remember seeing some highlights. Uh, I think The Undertaker earlier on that year. Had, um, hang on, was that the year he wrestled Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? Hang on, because they were showing some highlights. Um, I can't remember what channel it was on, but they were showing some highlights. Of the Undertaker's WrestleMania match that year. Um, was that the year he won the World Heavyweight title? Or was that the year he won the. Or like, that was that the year he beat 
Shawn Michaels. Um, hang on. Uh, WrestleMania. They were showing a highlight from WrestleMania 2008. Um, hang on. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, and the highlight that was on it was uh, to do with The Undertaker, right? Because um, he had a pay-per-view match coming up at that point, right? He had a pay-per-view match coming up then. Um, at that point when, when I actually um, started getting into it. So this is WrestleMania 24. Uh, results. Defeated uh, Finley. I don't care. The uh, Undertaker. Yeah, The Undertaker had faced Edge. Um, for the World Heavyweight Championship. So yeah, like I was, right? Um, he faced Edge um, and defeated Edge um, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and my first memory of wrestling is watching that highlight, was watching a highlight of The Undertaker uh, submitting Edge uh, to become the new... WWE World Heavyweight Champion, right? Um, and then they were showing like a couple of like highlights of his career as well. Excuse me, excuse me. They were showing like a handful of um, uh, things from his career uh, from his career as well. And then I and then I'm like I remember my dad saying and uh, uh, he remembers watching The Undertaker from like back in the nineties, um, uh, wrestling guys like. Um, Hulk Hogan and um, Andre the Giant and Tio Santana and Randy Savage and Shawn Michaels and fucking uh, Bret Hart and fucking um, uh, what's his face Ricky the Dragon Steamboat etc 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 do you know what I mean because uh, my dad was a massive wrestling fan from back in the 90s he watched all the world of uh, sports stuff he watched all the WWE F, like you watch all the WWF stuff, uh, like you very rarely missed an episode of um, Main Event, you very rarely missed an episode of Raw, do you know what I mean? Um, and you very rarely missed a pay per view as well. Um, and, it's, uh, and like that goes with um, like the Sunday World of Sports shows as well, do you know what I mean? Very rarely missed um, one line, do you know what I mean? Um, but like my dad gave up, uh, well, sort of stopped watching wrestling in like the late 90s. Um, so he stopped watching wrestling for a while. So he, probably about 10 years, uh, like nearly 10 years he'd um, not been a fan for. Um, so I'd not really been um, told about it as such. I just found it. And then my first memory of wrestling was The Undertaker submitting, short, uh, submitting Edge to become the new world heavyweight champion. Do you know what I mean? Um, from that highlight that I saw, right? Um, that's what got me hooked on wrestling, right? The Undertaker is the first wrestler that I have followed, right? And for the past 13 years, he's been a wrestler who I've stuck by. He's been a wrestler who I have absolutely loved and adored watching, 
do you know what I mean? Um, and he's a wrestler who I've got a lot of time and a lot of respect for. Do you know what I mean? And the fact on how I can call him, well, the fact on how I'm calling him my favourite wrestler of all time, right? I don't have favourites in many things, right? I don't have a favourite soccer player. I don't have a um, famous um, NFL player. I don't have a famous NBA player, do you know what I mean? But wrestling, right? Wrestling's been my main interest for, like, 98% of my life, do you know what I mean? For, like, 95-ish percent of my life, do you know what I mean? Uh, for 13 years of the 17 that I've been around, right? For the 13 years of the 17 years I've actually been alive and on this planet. Do you know what I mean? Um, and The Undertaker is a man who I have said is my most favourite wrestler of all time. And I am very, very happy uh, that he's uh, been inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the second I found out that he was being inducted into this year's WWE Hall of Fame. I, as I've said uh, on this podcast, I actually started crying out with tears of joy, like legitimate tears, right? The fact that how he was getting inducted, do you know what I mean? Because I've been wanting him in the Hall of Fame for about eight years, do you know what I mean? Um, for, about, uh, for about seven, eight years. Uh, for about seven or eight years, do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so... So yeah, he's my most favorite wrestler of all time, and he's to me the most deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Do you know what I mean? Because as I've said already on this podcast, there's not a single person in the wrestling business who is as known as respected. As iconic, as well loved, as well liked, as successed, and as documented, and as iconic, and as much of a legend in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment than The Undertaker, than Mark Calloway. Mark the Undertaker Callaway. So yeah, I I'm very thankful to the WWE for actually having him been um inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And yeah, it's a long time coming, do you know what I mean? As I personally have been saying fucking just shy of eight years, uh, that he needs to be inducted. I've been saying for uh, just I've been saying for just shy of 13 years that he's my fucking favourite wrestler of all time, do you know what I mean? And, um, uh, so, yeah, so, I'm happy he's got to be inducted, do you know what I mean? I'm very, very happy. Um, and, yeah, so, anyways, that's the end of this segment. Uh, join me in the next segment where I, where I predict... Uh, night two of WrestleMania. See you in a sec. Right, so welcome back, guys. Um, we're now on this third segment of 
second podcast segment of this podcast. Uh, I will be predicting night two of WrestleMania 2022 or WrestleMania 38, the 38 year anniversary of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is 21 years older than what I am. Fucking hell. Um, so, uh, yeah, quite hard to believe that. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, so, uh, night two, uh, as well as night one, has got seven matches on it. So, on the two nights, uh, so over the two nights, there are going to be 14 matches. That's unless anything changes tonight uh, on tonight's uh, episode of SmackDown. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, before I get into the prediction, right, I would like to say I'm pretty pissed off the fact on how, um, Finn Balor and, um, Ricochet have finally been given championship opportunities, right, uh, as Finn Balor as the United States champion and as Ricochet as the, excuse me, Excuse me, and with Ricochet being the Intercontinental Champion, right? They're finally here in the spotlight. Yeah, they're not actually being given a WrestleMania moment. <coughs> Excuse me, that I think is a bit of a piss take. Do you know what I mean? As Ricochet and um, Finn Balor are quite literally two of the top. Um, wrestlers on the WWE uh, main roster today. They were both massive names over in Japan and uh, all over the States, uh, whether it be um, in New Japan, um, fucking uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, um, Dragon Gate, Chikara, do you know what I mean? Um, or in Finn Balor's state when he was known as, vocal, uh, as Prince Devitt. Uh, well, Finn Balor was uh, founding father uh, of the uh, Bullet Club. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ricochet travelled all over the world. Had some great historic rivalries with uh, the Aerial Assassin. Um, Will Ospreay, right? Uh, Finn Balor had some great matches um, against the likes of Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles. Do you know what I mean? He was a founding member of the Bullet Club. Do you know what I mean? Uh, in his um, first run as NXT champion, he was a fucking fantastic wrestler. When he first came into NXT, brilliant wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Cannot deny that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, anyway, so. I'm just a bit pissed off the fact that uh, Ricochet and Finn Balor ain't actually being used on uh, this year's WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? As the, as the WWE's two mid-card champions. So the card for night two, um, bearing in mind it's no doubt still card subject to change. Um, so yeah, the card is as... Currently the card is as follows. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. The Raw Tag Team titles, uh, Randy Orton and um, Matt Riddle of RK Bro defend the Raw Tag Team titles against Angelo Dawkins and What's-His-Face of the Street Profits, um, as well as um, Chad Gable and uh, Otis 
of the Alpha Academy. Uh, Pat McAfee uh, will be taking on Austin Theory. Sami Zayn will be taking on Jackasses, Johnny Knoxville. Um, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships will be on the line where, where Queen Zelina and Carmella will be defending the titles against Sasha Banks uh, and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. The WWE, um, well, no, the we will also be seeing. Excuse me, uh, we'll be seeing uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the Rated R Superstar Edge, uh, in a dream match uh, against. Uh, the phenomenal and another former member of the Bullet Club, another former leader of the Bullet Club, uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Um, this is this is my match of the night. Um, uh, so this is a match I've actually been wanting to see for a while. Um, uh, and yeah, we will also be seeing uh, a unification match uh, for both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship as well. Uh, between um, the head of the table, uh, Roman Reigns, versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman Reigns being the um, Universal Champion, and then uh, Brock Lesnar being the uh, WWE Champion, right? Uh, Again, I'm hoping this to be a good match. Right, but then again, how many times have we seen this is a WrestleMania main event? This will probably be this will be what the third match we've seen between these two at WrestleMania since 2015. So you're looking at seven years. To know what I mean? Um, uh, so yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm this ma- this card. So night two of WrestleMania. I'm got to say it's got to be a better night uh, than night one so Sunday I'm predicting to be better than Saturday so tomorrow night right this is only because that I personally think you've got um, a dream match uh, on this card between Edge and AJ Styles a match that tons of wrestling fans all over the world have been wanting to see for quite a while do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, like I get that they've come face to face occasionally in the uh, past couple uh, Royal Rumble matches, but it's not a proper singles match. Uh, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I'm so yeah, I'm not gonna go through my predicted winners uh, for all seven matches. Um, so starting off with Bobby Lashley, the almighty Bobby Lashley versus Omas. Omas, I don't really think he sticks out as a WWE wrestler. He doesn't stick out as a giant in WWE uh, compared to um, someone like Big Daddy V or Hulk Hogan or whoever, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that... WWE are literally trying to make Omas as the modern day Andre the Giant. Do you know what I mean? Um, and personally, I don't 
see how you can have someone like Omas uh, being the modern-day Andre the Giant. Because you look at Andre the Giant, right? He was known globally as the eighth wonder of the world. Do you know what I mean? Omas is known for literally wrestling like a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? Because um, Omas literally all he does is just fucking um, does like picks like a bit like a bit of a choke slam. Like, like that's got like an actual name, but I'm, I don't actually know what the actual move is called, right? Um, where you pick him up. You pick your opponent up with both hands and then, uh, like, by the throat and then you slam them down, um, like, on the back. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, the great Carly did it, Andre the Giant's done it a few, uh, did it a few times and, uh, Omas is literally obsessed with doing it with Commander, uh, Aviv and, um, or whatever his name is. And Apollo Crews. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, because the difference with Andre the Giant and Omas is the fact on how Andre the Giant put bums in seats all over the world, whereas Omas is literally taking bums out of seats. Do you know what I mean? There's a bit of a difference. Andre the Giant sold tickets, Omas is refunding tickets. Do you know what I mean? Um, because, personally, if Omas was wrestling locally to me, I really wouldn't hurry to go and see him, do you know what I mean, personally. Because um, uh, Omas, with respect, right, he's not a wrestler, right? He's, don't get me wrong, he is a fucking Everest of a man. He is fucking seven and a half foot tall. Right, I I get that. I get he's seven and a half foot tall, near enough. Right, I get he's a fucking big bastard, right? I get that he's a big tall lanky bastard, right? But I would if he was still about, I would certainly prefer to go and watch an Andre the Giant match than an Omas match. Do you know what I mean? The only way of like how I would happily pay to see an Omas match if he was against Someone like Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, do you know what I mean? Somebody who actually puts bums in seats, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, like, Andre the Giant helped literally sold tickets all over the globe because he was at said show. Omas refunds tickets, do you know what I mean? Um... And, uh, yeah, so, anyways, um, my predicted winner for the match is Bobby Lashley. He's recently returning from a, I believe, uh, collarbone um, injury um, that he had suffered during the uh, match at the Royal Rumble that he had against Brock Lesnar. Um, and, uh, obviously, then... Ended up getting pelted through the, um, the uh, glass, uh, one of the glass panes of the elimination chamber of the pod that he was situated in. So, yeah, um, anyway, so my predicted winner of Bobby Lashley versus Omas is Bobby Lashley. 
So next up, I've got the Raw Tag Team Championships in a triple threat tag match for, uh, obviously for the Raw Tag Team Championships, where the current champions of RK Bro, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, take it on Angelo Dawkins and um, I can never remember the other bloke's name. Angelo Dawkins and the other bloke, I really cannot remember his name. Um, uh, they will also be taking on the Alpha Academy of uh, Otis and Chad Gable. Um, personally, I do believe it's going to be a retain uh, by RK Bro of Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Do you know what I mean? Because originally, when they first started out as a tag team, right, I thought that this was just going to be another one of WWE's tag teams that they're got to give a swift, like a short but sweet, excuse me, um, like a short but sweet tag team title run with, right, give it to them for the lesser part of three months, or even like a couple of weeks at that, right, and then uh, have them feud because of the loss of the titles, right, and then that's it, they then go off and do their own separate things, but nah, WWE have stuck by this tag team of RK Bro, of Matt Riddle and the Viper Randy Orton, of the King of Bros, Matt Riddle, and the Viper, um, and the Apex Predator of Randy Orton, right, and personally, I, as I've just said, I didn't, to start off with, right, I hated the fact that these two were actually a tag team. I must admit, I fucking hated it, right? But now, right, seeing the fact on how they're now two-time Raw Tag Team Champions, right, uh, they're gaining a lot of respect from the WWE Universe, and they're gaining a lot of respect from myself, uh, as well as other wrestling fans and wrestling critiques and wrestling podcasters, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm now starting to um, give them uh, quite a bit of respect due to the fact of how I think that WWE haven't fucked them over like they have done other tag teams in the past. Put them together literally out the blue, right? And then um, probably give them like a short but sweet tag team title run. Right, they lose the titles like a matter of weeks later, right, and then they start scuffling in the ring. Right, the person who uh, got pinned uh, or tapped out gets pushed by the tag team partner, right, and uh, and the tag team partner goes, "What are you doing? Why didn't you uh, stay down for the count of three? Why didn't you kick out? Why like, why did you tap? Why did you submit? Getting all fucking like up in his face and all that. Do you know what I mean? But um, and then we see the end of this tag team. Right, because it's happened in the past. It's happened in like every wrestling company. Do you know what I mean? No end of tag teams have been like it. Right, but WWE are the epitome um, uh, of actually doing that. Straight up tag teams that are literally the lesser part of six months old. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, uh, or even not even having like a tag team title run. Do you know what I mean? Having tag teams, right, and then having them split up because of like one loss or like uh, like one match loss or because they uh, ended up losing a um, 
they because they ended up losing a feud. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with um, Matt Riddle and uh, Randy Orton and Mark Abray, they've stuck by them, right, to the point where the fans are now starting to respect it. Do you know what I mean? And I'm hoping the fact on how they're now actually building up a respected fan base, right? Because originally they were heel. Originally they were a tag team. Originally they were a heel tag team when they started teaming together. But now as time went on, they were kind of transitioning from a heel, uh, the bad guy tag team into into a good guy babyface type of tag team. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is why I'm... Like, this is what I'm saying, right? I hope that even if they lose uh, on Sunday night, right, even if RK Bro lose the tag team titles on Sunday night, right, and it be um, either the Street Profits or Alpha uh, Academy pick up the victory and become the new Raw Tag Team title, um, the, the, the new Raw Tag Team champions... I do hope that the, the, the WWE do hang on to uh, RK Bro for at least another six to eight months, at least. Do you know what I mean? Because um, I really do want to see more from this tag team. As I said originally, I didn't respect this idea of someone like Randy Orton teaming with someone like Matt Riddle. Do you know what I mean? Because they're two completely different wrestlers, right? The gimmicks and the characters are are two completely different things, right? Because um, you've got someone like Randy Orton, who's like the more serious uh, type of wrestler, right? His character and his gimmick in WWE is more serious, right? Whereas Matt Riddle's known as the King of Bros, right? Obviously, he rides around on his scooter. Um, he's been doing that since his fucking um, progress and wrestling gorilla and WCPW days do you know what I mean um, uh, and he even did it like once or twice in the fucking UFC do you know what I mean uh, when he was uh, fighting in uh, UFC but um, yeah like Matt Riddle's the more jo- like, he's, he's a more like jokey type of character it's a more sort of like uh, jokey type of gimmick do you know what I mean um, but I, I, I think it is good uh, to a certain extent, where they put a more serious um, kind of wrestler with a more sort of like in-your-face um, sort of family entertainer type of wrestler, do you know what I mean? Like they've now done with RK Bray with uh, Randy Orton and um, Matt Riddle, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like as I said, originally couldn't stand the thought of Matt Riddle and. Uh, Randy Orton being a tag team, as I said, I fucking hated it, right? But now, as we've been seeing them on screen, like, a lot more, seeing them very, like, put on some fairly decent tag team matches since they've been together, right, as a tag team, right? And, um, yeah, and, yeah, they've earned my respect as a tag team. I just hope that as of Sunday, they don't get fucked over. Right, and then end up breaking up because like, like end up splitting up as a tag team, right? If they end up losing the Raw tag team titles, literally two days after I say that they've earned my respect as a tag team, do you know what I mean? Because then, oh, they look like the dick, do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, so, um, yeah, um, 
So yeah, um, my predicted winners for the RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy Raw Tag Team Title Triple Threat Tag Team Match are Matt Riddle uh, and Randy Orton of RK Bro for a retain of the Raw Tag Team Championships. Now moving on to match number three on the card, we have got the commentator himself of Pat McAfee um, taking on Austin Theory. I ain't gonna spend too much time blabbering on about this. All I want to say is that I want to predict for Pat McAfee to win. This is one of the two matches on this card that I really didn't want to see happen. Do you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure you can guess with the other one, Johnny Knoxville. But um, uh, yeah, this is one of the two matches on the card that I really didn't want, that I really didn't want to see happen. And the fact that I haven't taken place at WrestleMania, like out of all places, like, uh, like out of all like pay per views. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it's taken like I think that's a fucking piss take and a half. Do you know what I mean? Um, but um, all I'm gonna say, Pat McAfee to win. Right there we go. Uh, match number four. Uh, no, uh, one, two, three. Yeah, match number four. I've got down uh, is um, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. All I want to say is that I actually predict for Johnny Knoxville to win. Right. This is the other match. Uh, if you didn't guess, or if you haven't actually guessed already, that I didn't want to see on this card, uh, WrestleMania. In the slightest, do you know what I mean? Um, um, but you know what? I actually predict for Johnny Knoxville to win. Do you know what I mean? Because I get that WWE want to try and bring in on the other cage and all sort of celebrity guests, give them some like in ring time, put them up um, in a some sort of feud against some sort of Tom Dick and Harry. Because uh, they have done in the past, do you know what I mean? Because um, you look at Floyd Mayweather and uh, the Big Show, right? When they had that boxing match at WrestleMania, whatever the fuck it was, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so they've also had various other fucking people wrestle, do you know what I mean? Um, in WWE uh, in the past, do you know what I mean? Um, they had. Is it um, Stephen Amell who was in the Arrow? Uh, he's wrestled for WWE um, like a handful of times. Um, Stephen Amell then ended up, funnily enough, becoming a member of the Bullet Club and uh, ended up competing at uh, All Out. Um, no, no uh, All In, even, uh, on September 1st in 2018. Uh, so, yeah, like, he ended up competing, like, he ended up becoming like, a part time member. Like a uh, partial, like inside, like part-time member of the uh, Bullet Club, and uh, ended up having a match against I can't actually remember who. Um, uh, uh, all in back in September of 2018, before the Elite ended up collapsing the Bullet Club. But uh, yeah, so anyways, um, but yeah, um, as I've said, I actually predict for Johnny Knoxville to win. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't have somebody from Jackass. Uh, come into WWE like excuse me like you don't have someone come in from Jackass like Johnny Knoxville right you, you, like, you don't have Johnny Knoxville come in right to compete at Wrestlemania right just to then bugger him off again do you know what I mean um, but uh, yeah so I actually predict for Johnny Knoxville to beat um, Sami Zayn 
So there we go. Um, and yeah, so match number five uh, I've got down is for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, where Queen Zelina Vega and Carmella uh, will be defending their WWE Women's Tag Team Championships uh, against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia um, versus. Uh, as well as uh, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh, this, I think, is actually going to be a very, very good match. Fatal four-way uh, women's tag team match. Right, You've got some high-quality uh, female wrestlers in this match. You've got a, a, a couple of veterans to WWE uh, uh, in that match. Um, uh, a few people, like a couple of people that have been in uh, WWE for a while. Natalia... Has uh, been on. Has been in WWE uh, near enough a decade, right? Um, I think like a decade plus now. Uh, she's been with WWE, um, and uh, Naomi's been there the better part of I want to say six, seven years, maybe a bit longer. Uh, like what? What year are we now? Two thousand twenty. I want to say about eight years, maybe eight years. Naomi's been with WWE. Um, eight, nine years. Um, so yeah, like another, uh, so yeah, like another veteran to the WWE as well uh, in the match. Um, and yeah, like who we got? Who's actually in the match? Who's previously held titles in WWE? Uh, so you've got uh, Carmella, uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Rhea Ripley. Uh, no, hang on. So Carmella, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Rhea Ripley, Natalia. And Shayna Baszler. So six out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So six out of the eight women in this match have previously held titles in WWE. Do you know what I mean? That's quite an achievement. Uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's a pretty good thing, if you ask me. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like I don't speak about women's wrestling much. Right, not because I don't like women's wrestling, right? Because I do. Do you know what I mean? I've rated some women's matches quite highly in the past. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this match. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, seeing just both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles are both online on Saturday on night one. Um, I think that this is definitely given. Um, I, I definitely think that this match is helping put women's wrestling uh, back on the map where where it deserves to be as well and give the women uh, wrestlers just as much respect as the men. Do you know what I mean? Because I was a massive fan of the women's revolution in WWE. Do you know what I mean? I was a massive fan of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, like I have got high expectations uh, for, for this um, women's tag team title match. Um, and uh, yeah, like, I do think it'll be a, a very, very uh, like I do think it'll actually be uh, a very, very good match. My predicted winners though are Sasha Banks and Naomi. Do you know what I mean? Because they've over since they've been teaming together, right? I think that there's been a bit of a spark in both of them, right? They've to me gained a lot more respect from the WWE universe. Right, as a tag team together, right? Especially from myself, do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I've always respected Sasha Banks. Uh, 
and Naomi always treating them as a pair of baby faces. Like, even when they were with Tamina Snooker uh, in a beautiful and dangerous uh, BAD, fucking you know, that's going back seven years. That's going back, what, seven years now? Do you know what I mean? 2015, 2015, 2016. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I've, 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 rated, I've, I've always rated both of them as, um, uh, like, as baby faces, do you know what I mean? Because, to me, they're two fantastic wrestlers and two of the very best women wrestlers that the WWE have ever actually had, do you know what I mean? Just listening to Sasha Banks's um, Eddie Guerrero story, right? Um, Eddie Guerrero, obviously, unfortunately, passed away on a Sunday. Um, and Sasha Banks had tickets to Monday Night Raw the day after, right? Um, Sasha Banks was completely oblivious to um, the passing of Eddie Guerrero. Um, she didn't actually know that he died. He, she didn't actually know that Eddie Guerrero wasn't there because she, she, she only, her parents had only actually booked tickets for for them to go just so Sasha Banks could see Eddie Guerrero. Um, and and yeah, like to me, like if I was Eddie Guerrero, that would honestly make me so happy as a wrestler. The fact that how someone's there specifically to watch, like to watch you, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, like who's got out of the way to buy tickets, probably booked time, probably had time off school, probably um, uh, already had plans that day, and then had to uh, rearrange plans just uh, just to go to that WWE event. Do you know what I mean? And um, when the show had started, um, uh, um, well, she noticed that quite a few people had signs saying, rest in peace, Eddie, right? And Sasha Banks uh, had originally noticed um, that, well, she originally thought even that Eddie Guerrero was facing The Undertaker uh, on that night of uh, Raw, right? Because obviously Undertaker, rest in peace, rest in peace, yada, 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 right? The dead man, right? Obviously The Undertaker's gimmick, yada, yada, yada. Um, so she originally thought that um, uh, Undertaker was going to wrestle Eddie Guerrero, right? Um, and she even asked um, uh, somebody who was um, sitting quite close to her um, if it was true that um, that they were that they were going to end up wrestling, right? Um, and it was the fan that told her um, that Eddie's not going to wrestle no more. Um, nobody's going to wrestle Eddie no more because he's uh, he unfortunately passed away literally 24 hours before. Do not, excuse me, do not I mean, um, and, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that Sasha Banks was heartbroken, she specifically only actually went to that show to see Eddie Guerrero, and literally, she was completely oblivious to the fact that how she went to an event, uh, or like a show, to see one man, and, 
the fact that how the man who she specifically went to go see passed away without like without her knowing, do you know what I mean? Um But uh yeah, she was like, I remember uh Sasha Banks um saying like um on a few um videos and a few sort of like uh, interviews that I've seen her do that if it wasn't for Eddie Carrero then we wouldn't see then we wouldn't have seen Sasha Banks do you know what I mean um and like to me right to uh, if somebody like obviously I do these podcasts right I do the Nordic Pro podcast right and if um and if a fan of the, of the Nordic Pro podcast right were to come up to me tomorrow and say uh or to message me tomorrow or to message me now and say that they're doing podcasts specifically because of my podcasts my podcasts have in, have like have influenced them to start up their own podcast right that would make me feel really really happy to know what I mean um uh right um and to know that what like what I'm doing, the content that I'm creating, right, for your guys' entertainment has influenced somebody to start doing a similar sort of content uh, and start up their own podcast because of myself. Do you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure that's what Eddie Guerrero would be thinking, right, if he was still about today, right? I'm pretty sure that he'd be the happiest. I'm pretty sure that he would be happy, Larry, um, uh, and be the happiest man alive, knowing that he has influenced uh, Sasha Banks to become a wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think it was, again, mainly because of Eddie Guerrero um, passing away, um, that proper had Sasha Banks... Uh, in dedicated into the world of wrestling, into the world of professional wrestling, making her want to compete, right? Um, for like wanting to make Eddie Guerrero proud. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, the fact on how somebody can be so influenced by another wrestler or like by somebody else and get into the same sort of business and industry by being influenced by somebody else, I think is incredible. Do you know what I mean? Like wrestling is is pretty much the prime example of influence uh, of uh, influencers. Do you know what I mean? You look at guys like uh, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, uh, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, John Cena, Edge, excuse me, uh, Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, right? How many people have got into the wrestling business because of them? You look at the NFL, right? How many people have got into American football because of the likes of Tom Brady? Do you know what I mean? How many people have got into basketball because of guys like Shaquille O'Neal um, or fucking... Um, uh, I don't know, Anthony Davis or um, fucking Michael Jordan 
uh, like basketball, like, like you look at basketball, right? How many people have been uh, influenced to get into basketball and continuously play basketball because of the likes of Big Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Davis, uh, Michael Jordan, right? Like, like you look at soccer, um, how many people have been influenced by the likes of Pele, uh, Maradona, um, fucking uh, Ronaldinho, Wayne Rooney, Gareth Bale, um, fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Lionel Messi, um, Alexis Sanchez. Um, this might answer your question. According to Wikipedia, Alexa, shush. Alexa, shush. Fucking hell, she probably shook the life out of me there. Uh, Alexa, shush. Yeah, her. She went off. Fuck it up. That's obviously what I said, like, Alexis Sanchez. Oh, fuck it up. So I said Alexis Sanchez, and then my Alexa went off. And fuck me, that probably shook the life out of me. Shush! Alexa, shush. Shush. Uh, but, uh, yeah, fuck me. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you look at guys like World Dino, Gareth Bale, Pele... Maradona, Wayne Rooney, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? How many kids have they influenced to get into football? Do you know what I mean? Like, to get into soccer. Do you know what I mean? And, like, you look at Eddie Guerrero on Sasha Banks. Do you know what I mean? Like, the amount of um, moves that um, Sasha Banks has been, um, like, is uh, taken into her own persona and taken into her own arsenal uh, from Eddie Guerrero's... Uh, wardrobe of moves um, and Arsenal of moves uh, and like Arsenal of moves as well do you know what I mean so yeah uh, that's why I predicted for Sasha Banks and Naomi to pick up the victory now match number 6 of 7 is the dream match um, and my uh, predicted match of the night um, between the WWE Hall of Famer the rated R superstar Edge uh, take it on the phenomenal AJ Styles. Excuse me. So this is the match that I've been wanting to see for quite a while. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, so I personally do have quite high hopes for this match and would like to see be a near full star rated. I rate matches out of seven, right? Um, but from this extravaganza that I'm doing, that we, that myself and Connor are doing, uh, this podcasting uh, extravaganza, I'm lowering it down to five from now on. Um, so, um, uh, so yeah, like I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm hoping that this match will probably be like a good three and a half star at least out of five, because um, you got two uh, brilliant, fantastic wrestlers. Right, two wrestlers, two people that know how to work a match, know how to tell a story, know how to tell that match's story, know how to tell um, a, like a feud, like a storyline, um, like a feud uh, storyline. Do you know what I mean? Like, they know how to do this, they know how to do that. Do you know what I mean? And um, and yeah, so like they know how to do it all. Do you know what I mean? And. Um, and yeah, so this is um, uh, something that I this is something I cannot actually uh, wait to see. Do you know what I mean? And uh, 
yeah, so um, saying so yeah, I've rated for Edge to pick up the victory uh, and beat AJ Styles. Um, so yeah, um, now we have got the main events uh, of WrestleMania 38 of both nights of the 2022 WrestleMania being the unification match of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship, right? Brock Lesnar defending his WWE Championship, the head of the table defending his, uh, the the head of the table, Roman Reigns, defending his uh, Universal Championship, right? Title for title, winner takes all, right? And as far as I'm aware, uh, either uh, this coming Monday or this coming, uh, like the like the Raw after Mania, it's either the Raw after Mania or the SmackDown after Mania, we will be introduced to the uh, unified championship where both titles will be put into one, and there will be a belt, a brand new championship belt. Um, uh, design that the future champions of the unified and the unificated um, championship uh, will hold from then on. Um, so yeah, um, uh, so yeah, from Sunday going forward. Uh, so yeah, my predicted winner is, funnily enough, Brock Lesnar because I personally rate Brock Lesnar a lot more than what I actually do. Roman Reigns use a lot of more than welcome to actually disagree, um, like as much as you will please. Uh, so yeah, uh, please do give me an air bashing if you um, disagree with any of my um, uh, of my uh, predictions uh, from. Uh, these from the predictions of Night Two of Mania, and uh, and yeah, so um, so yeah, I've got for Brock Lesnar to win uh the match and become the new unified champion. Uh, so yeah, um, my predicted. So I want to go back through the uh through the card um, uh, and uh, as I normally do, and um, uh, just sort of like refresh your memories on who I think will win what match because uh, I do tend to, to go on a tangent um, of um, like with certain matches talk about certain wrestlers like for 5-10 minutes right and then completely forget what fucking match I was on uh, so yeah so I've got for Bobby Lashley to beat Amas Raw Tag Team Titles RK Bro versus Three Profits versus Alpha Academy I've got for the RK Bros to retain uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory I've got a uh, Pat McAfee victory. Sami Zayn versus uh, Jackass's uh, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, I've got for Johnny Knoxville to win. Uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Queen Zelina and Carmella defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Naomi and Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I've got for Sasha Banks and Naomi to become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, Edge versus uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the rated R superstar Edge versus AJ Styles. I've got this down for my match of the night. 
Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, I've got this down for my match of the night. Um, no rather down match of match of the night. Uh, so yeah, I've got Edge to pick up the victory and beat AJ Styles. Um, and the WWE uh, Championship and Universal Championship unification matches uh, match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I've got for Brock Lesnar to win and become the new unified WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship and Heavyweight Champion. Um, so, yeah. Um, this year's Mania obviously isn't including the Intercontinental or, or United States Championships, right? Which I personally am, am quite pissed off with, right? As are many people. Um, but, um, yeah, either way, like, you can't complain, do you know what I mean? Because there's still a few matches that, um, that I would rate highly, um, and, uh, like, from the card, uh, uh, from both nights. Uh, but either way, um, yeah, like night two is I think definitely gonna be the better night um, of uh, out of night one and night two. But yeah, anyways, thank you very much for listening to this segment, um, and please do join me over on the third segment of this podcast uh, where I predict NXT Stand and Deliver 2022. Um, of WrestleMania 38 weekend, um, and yeah, so thank you very much. See you in a sec. Right, so welcome back, guys, um, to the third, uh, well, yeah, the third segment of this podcast, uh, of today's podcast, um, of the three podcasts in one podcast here on Anchor and Spotify podcasts, where this third and final. Uh, miniature podcast segment um, uh, yeah, and this uh, prediction is going to be my my personal predictions of uh, NXT Stand and Deliver of April 2022 slash Wrestlemania 38 weekend um, predictions um, excuse me this card is in fact as well a 7 match card Right, um, and we'll be featuring some of the top wrestlers currently signed to a WWE contract. Right, um, and uh, yeah, either signed to a to a um, like to an NXT contract or signed to a WWE contract. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, there are seven matches on the card, um, and let's jump right into it so yeah match number one that i've got down is for the nxt women's tag team championships uh where toxic attraction of gg dolan and uh jc jane uh will be defending their tag team championships against um raquel gonzalez and dakota kai now, recently, Toxic Attraction uh, of um, Gigi and JC, as well as Mandy Rose, have been having a bit of a feud with Raquel uh, Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, which I definitely think that this is one of the um, 
Uh, like, uh, I think this match, like this feud between um, both sets of women, uh, is a bit fifty-fifty. Some segments um, between them have been better than others, um, and uh, yeah. So uh, my personal predictions um, for the match is that it's going to be a retain uh, of the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships uh, of Toxic Attraction between Gigi Dolan. Uh, and JC Jane uh, beating Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Now, match number two that I've got down uh, is for the NXT uh, North American Championship, where Kamala, uh, where Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, fucking idiot, um, Cam- uh, Camilo Hayes will be defending the NXT North American Championship against um, Santos Escobar. Um, Solo Sokoa, uh, Grayson Waller, uh, and uh, formerly known as Trevor Lee in um, TNA, Cameron Grimes. Um, Carmelo Hayes has obviously recently unified the NXT North American and NXT Cruiserweight Championships together. Um, I didn't actually really see the point on, uh, on them actually unifying both belts. But you know, I don't work for WWE. I don't work for. Uh, I do not actually work for WWE Creative or NXT Creative in this sense. So who am I to judge? I'm just a 17 year old British uh, wrestling fan podcaster. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, um, Santos Escobar, obviously former NXT um, Cruiserweight Champion. He won the. Uh, NXT, uh, well, the the interim. Excuse me. He won the interim uh, cruiserweight championship uh, just as the pandemic era kicked in, when um, uh, Jordan Devlin was landlocked in Ireland and the United Kingdom. Because uh, obviously, due to travel restrictions, due to COVID, he wasn't actually able to leave um, the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, England, Scotland, and Wales. Um, uh, so yeah, um, uh, so he was then regularly competing on NXT UK and uh, defended uh, the actual uh, cruiserweight championship there um, against the likes of Trent Seven. Tyler Bate and uh, A Kid, um, uh, as well as others. Um, so yeah, um, um, Santos Escobar won the uh, interim championship tournament, and I think ended up winning the actual championship. Just the storm and Jordan Devlin was then able to get back into America and then get back uh, onto mainstream NXT. Um, Solo uh, Sokoa is obviously a member of the um, American uh, Bulldogs family, or, or whatever you call him. Um, well, like, whatever you call him. So he's he's related to the likes of Roman Reigns. Uh, he's the younger brother, actually, to the Usos, uh, to uh, to Jimmy and Jay Uso. Uh, so yeah, he's obviously related to them, related to Roman Reigns, related to The Rock, related to Yokozuna, related to Omaga, related to Arthur and Seeker. Uh, of the um, uh, American bulldozers, or the American bulldozer machines, or the American bulldozers, whatever they're called, or whatever they were called. Um, but um, yeah, so um, 
Fuck me, like I'm watching like an episode of NWA, what's this, Power, uh, series 8, episode 1, and the opening match is for the NWA World's Junior Heavyweight Championship, where the newly crowned champion Homicide is defending the title against Austin Aries, and Austin Aries looks about 30 years older than what he did two years ago, to know than what he did uh, three years ago in fucking Defiant. So no, like three, four years ago in Defiant. Fucking you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, so, yeah, Grayson Waller. I don't really know too much about him uh, or um, his background. Uh, Santos Escobar, um, he was a huge name in CMLL and AAA over in Mexico, um, uh, might I add. Cameron Grimes, um, formerly, known, formerly known as um, Trevor Lee in Total Non-Top Action TNA. He is a former TNA X Division champion, um, and I believe a former tag team champion as well with Andrew Everett. Um, so yeah, Cameron Grimes is a fantastic wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Um, like all the wrestlers uh, in this match are fantastic wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I deny on that. So match number three, well, before I actually forget, I've got Santos Escobar to actually win the match and become the new NXT North American champion. Uh, so, yeah, match number three that I've got down, bearing in mind, I might add, right, this goes for the last prediction as well for the WrestleMania 38 predictions, right? The order that I actually say that I predict matches in uh, may not necessarily be the order of match uh, of matches that will actually take place on the card. I just write matches down at random as I find them uh, when I write down the um, card on a bit of paper um, to then predict to you guys. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so in no particular order, uh, like I might add uh, as well. So n- match number three that I've got written down. Uh, that's why I say match number whatever of what I've got written down. Uh, so yeah, match number three of, of what I've got written down um, is Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo, again, he's not someone who I actually know much about. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, right, he had a fucking immense feud, incredible feud against Johnny Gargano after them, uh, them two had uh, split up from DIY. Right, um, they ended up getting Dave Meltzer's first six-star rating match in something like six years when they had a match in, I want to say, 2017 or 2018, I think it was. Right, Dave Meltzer ended up um, rating uh, one of their matches um, at NXT TakeOver Chicago. I think it was back in, I want to say, 2018, um, 2017, 2018, right? Um, and uh, Dave Meltzer rated it as his first six-star rated match in over six years. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the match they had then was fucking incredible. The feud that they had after the DIY collapse after they just lost the tag, the NXT tag team titles to the Authors of Pain of AOP, right? Um, and then uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, well, uh, Johnny Wrestling of Johnny Gargano uh, had his head turned 
uh, right, um, sort of faking the fans and all that. And then uh, Tommaso Ciampa then comes up behind him and then starts beating the shit out of him, right? And then from there, we've seen, in my opinion, the best feud in NXT history, do you know what I mean? Because then in 2017, 2018, right, were the best two years in NXT in NXT history. They were, like, the matches, the match qualities, the matches, the feuds, the storylines, the storytelling, right, the title matches, the title storylines were epic. They were incredible. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, again, like, 2017-2018, right, we saw, like, an uprising in Ring of Honor. We saw an uprising... Uh, in uh, Major League Wrestling, MLW. Um, Lucha Underground, unfortunately, went out of business uh, in, I want to say, 2019. But, uh, yeah, like, also we saw, like, um, like a um, um, uprise, obviously, with Ring of Honor, New Japan, Progress Wrestling, British Wrestling was um, slowly but surely being put back on the map with companies like Progress, uh, Defiant, and insane championship wrestling of ICW. Um, they were putting British wrestling back on the map, right? Helping, um, uh, like build the NXT UK roster, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so back then they there was a massive uprising in NXT and independent wrestling as well. Um, and uh, 2017 2018 were definitely two of my most favourite years of uh, professional wrestling. I got professional wrestling history, especially since I've been a fan in, like, in the 13 years that I've actually been a fan. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, um, yeah, it's also chat, but I think will pick up the victory against uh, Tony D'Angelo. Again, I, I don't really know too much about him. Um, uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, so I'm, I'm predicted for Tommaso Ciampa to beat Tony D'Angelo. So, moving on, we've got the NXT Women's Championship on the line uh, where Mandy Rose of uh, Toxic Attraction, the leader of Toxic Attraction, will be defending her NXT Women's Championship against um, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and the Scottish psycho of Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, former WCPW slash Defiant Women's Champion, former NXT UK Women's Champion, former Insane Championship Wrestling ICW Women's Champion, former, excuse me, excuse me, I do apologise, excuse me, um, uh, former, I also believe, OTT over in Ireland, over the top wrestling um, women's champion over there. Do you know what I mean? She's been there, done it all. Do you know what I mean? She's a Scottish psycho, Scottish psychopath, Scottish warrior. Do you know what I mean? One of the greatest wrestlers to ever come out of Scotland, without a doubt. Right? I remember seeing her in ICW, in Insane Championship Wrestling, and in Defiant Wrestling, and in WCPW, What Culture Pro Wrestling. Right, I had some amazing matches there um, for the ICW and Defiant slash WCPW Women's Championships. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, and especially to fucking hardcore matches that she had as well, that she'd be on, especially in uh, ICW. Um, uh, she was in the uh, Irogno, uh ICW Queen of Insanity uh, ladder match, and fuck my boots sideways, that was fucking brutal. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, she's one class wrestler, right? Which is why I'm predicting. Uh, for Kaylee Ray to become your new NXT Women's Champion. Um, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm predicting for Kaylee Ray to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, and beat Io Shirai, beat Cora Jade, and beat Mandy Rose, and dethrone um, Mandy Rose uh, of her NXT. Women's Championship. Um, uh, so yeah. Anyways, um, moving on. Uh, we've got um, match number five uh, of Imperium for the NXT uh, Tag Team Championships. Right um, of Imperium of Fabian Eichner. Excuse me, and uh, Marcel Barthel versus Brutus. And Julius Creed of the Creed Brothers versus MSK of Nash Carter and Wes Lee, formerly known, excuse me, as the Young Bucks, not the fucking Young Bucks, formerly known as the Rascals in Impact Wrestling slash TNA with the current uh, Impact slash TNA X Division champion of Trey Miguel. Um. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't really think that this is gonna be a like too much of a good match. Do you know, what I mean, I'll probably say average or two and a half, probably borderline two and a quarter. Do you know, what I mean, uh, rated match. But you know, like I could be wrong. Uh, my predicted winners for the match are Fabian Agner and Marcel Barfell um, to retain the NXT Tag Team Champion. So Imperium retaining the Tag Team Championships. Um, so yeah, um, I don't really expect they had a lot for this match. But anyway, so moving on, we've got Eli Drake, now known as L.A. Knight, uh, taking on Volta. Right, I refuse to go on him, Gunther. Right, Gunther or Walter, Right, the fucking hardest chops. Right, that you'll fucking find in professional wrestling. Do you know what I mean? He will fucking chop the living shit out of you, right? And fucking make you unconscious to breathe. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so, um, uh, so yeah, um, uh, I've predicted for Rolter versus LA Knight to pick up the victory um, uh, and beat LA Knight or Eli Drake or whatever the fuck he's actually being called. Um, so yeah, like I personally do rate, the, I would personally predictively rate this match quite highly. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, so yeah, uh, then the main event of match number seven of NXT Stand and Deliver, uh, April 2022, over WrestleMania 38 2022 weekend is for the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler puts his NXT Championship on the line against the former NXT Champion, Rick Steiner's 
soon to be inducted in literally a matter of like a couple hours. Soon to be inducted, WWE Hall of Famous son of Rick Steiner. Uh, Broad Breaker, right? This is something that I could not figure out in the slightest, right? I get that you want to put fucking uh, main roster WWE guys down in NXT, right? Uh, Cole Cabana's just fucking won a match uh, on the Red Wanna Supercar of Honor um, uh, pre show. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm just watching the pre show of Supercar of Honor of Supercar of Honor on uh, YouTube now. And uh, Cole Cabana's just defeated who the fuck that is. Uh, so yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, like I get that you want to send guys um, like Dolph Ziggler and Samoa Joe and Finn Balor and AJ Styles and Bobby or slash Robert Roode down there just to uh, uh, have wrestlers that are already down in um, NXT like the um, uh, privilege to say that they've wrestled guys like AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, yada yada yada, but to give uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, the NXT championship. Right, um, I think it's a bit too early to know what I mean. Um, as you can tell, they're quite clearly fucking running out of storylines for Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. So my predictions is, give it 18 months, give it a year and a half, then we'll probably end up seeing fucking uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode in fucking AEW, to know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, anyways, my predicted winner for the match is Brian Breaker. Um, so yeah, like I... We personally rate this a very, very good match. Um, but uh, yeah, so to give you a bit of a rundown on my predictions uh, for NXT Stand and Deliver uh, 2022 of the WrestleMania 38 slash 2022 uh, weekend. Uh, match number one, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, toxic Attraction, Gigi uh, Dolin and JC Jane. Versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I've got a retain for Toxic Attraction. Um, my match of the night is the NXT North American Championship match. Um, where Carmelo Hayes will be defending against um, uh, Santos Escobar, Solo uh, Sokoa. Grayson, Wall- Grayson Waller and Cameron Grimes. This is going to be my match of the night. I've got for Santos Escobar to win. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa to beat um, Tony D'Angelo. NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray. Um, for Kaylee Ray to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Um, Imperium of Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel versus the Korean Brothers. Versus um, fighting uh, MSK. Um, I've got a retain for Imperium that matched for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Um, LA Knight versus Walter slash Gunther. Uh, I've got for Gunther slash Walter to win. Uh, and the NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler um, defending against Braun Breaker. I've got for a new champion crowned of Brian Breaker. Um, so yeah, thank you very much to each and every single one of you who have listened to this podcast. It means a lot. Um, and stay tuned for the other podcasts 
in this massive Nerdic Pro extravaganza that myself and Connor are conducting. Uh, there are going to be 13 plus podcasts uh, between now and Tuesday. I think we're four down already, so we've only got nine more left. Uh, so yeah, anyways, thank you very much. I've been Bobby Salazar, and I shall see all you guys later on. I- I've been Bobby Salazar. So yeah, thank you very much. I shall be seeing you guys later on. Goodbye, take care. Look after yourselves. Goodbye.